The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 and online at PR927FM.com. You can find us visually and see myself and the handsome Mike Mullis on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Check us out there. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV. Got a new episode of Pirate Radio Trivia that just came out. And I'm super distracted by this sporting event going on in the Olympics right now. New episode of Pirate Radio Trivia just came out. You can check that out on Facebook and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV. All right, a lot to get to on today's show. We'll talk, obviously, a lot about what's going on in conference realignment. Boy, some news coming out yesterday. Mike Oresco not sitting around around waiting, and apparently he's got buddies at ESPN that are trying to get some teams from the Big 12 to join the American. We'll have that story and comments from it and your calls and comments, 317-1250. You can chime in on what you think and also uh, send a message via Facebook Live, Twitter, or YouTube and uh, be a part of the program. We got that coming up. NBA Draft is tonight. We'll go over some props and talk some NFL with Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus, coming up later this hour. At 4 o'clock, we'll have our 2021 Fantasy Football Primer. It's almost draft season, so we'll uh, talk a lot of NFL coming up in hour number two of today's show. At 5 o'clock, Troy D. and touchdown, Tony Collins will be here talking ECU athletics, conference realignment, and more. So a packed show here on a Thursday uh shirley rhodes not here at the moment might be here later on in today's program as she's handling some biz but chandler honeycutt is in the audio production seat today hello chandler what's up clipper still looking like my creative golfer on uh pga tour 2k21 that's what when i wake up in the morning that's exactly what i strive to be is your creative golfer i put a purple shirt on my creative golfer uh, a couple nights ago Glenn Griffin is here, bright and shiny as always. What's up, big dog? Summertime, man. I don't know what's shinier, your shirt or the top of that bald dome? I figured it was a joke on the head, the shiny comment. Because there's a light right on it? Yeah. yeah. Another bald dome in the studio. <laughs> Mike Mullis Speaking looks of. like he's ready to throw that football I know. right at you. What's up, Molly? Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, uh, a lot to discuss. We'll start with uh, what's happening what is happening uh, right now in the world of college football, Molly? So Texas, Oklahoma are splitting on the Big 12 heading to the SEC. When, we don't quite know. We know that they will not be rejoining the league in 2025 when the grant of rights deal is over. It could happen before that. Now, well, what's the next domino to fall? This is pretty hilarious. If you go to ESPN.com, and look at the story, Molly. It says Big 12 alleges ESPN trying to destabilize league network claims to have no merit uh, there. The story has no merit. And they're using an Associated Press story. ESPN is the reporting the on, news on, yeah. about ESPN. On their website. Very awkward uh, scenario. 
there for espn and they just took the ap story and posted that up there rather than an espn writer writing the story so bob bowlsby the commissioner of the big 12 has accused espn of encouraging other conferences to pick apart the big 12 uh and and the american is right up there as uh one of the alleged guilty parties first off with losing the two teams that they're gonna lose it's already picked apart i mean it's there's not a lot of meat left on that bone mm-hmm. N- not that's of any relevance by, by the time all this stuff shakes out it this will be small news as far as the fact that texas and uh oklahoma are going that that's going to be two of many right by the time this all shakes out and look if anybody and i don't think there are many people that are fooling themselves to think this isn't about money when you have espn being the ones that have the finger pointed pointed at them espn's going we better either be involved on the front end of this or we're going to be left out in the cold when this super conference starts their own network and they don't need us anymore yeah so i think this is all uh self-preservation and uh kind of a i mean this is nature this is survival of the fittest and and uh you know the big dogs are running and it, i mean kind of is what it is it's always been that way uh bob bowlsby said yesterday quote it's clearly them doing things that are disadvantageous to our business and i have absolute certainty that what i'm saying is factual you've got a commissioner of a league who was part of the the cool kids the power five who was but how cool but how cool were they clip before this even happened they were in the club they were they have two schools that are cool. That, there you go. And then you had guys hanging out, getting that uh, runoff coolness. They, they were they were the wingman. <laughs> they had several wingmen. They I think the, they had. It was like a situation where there were two hot chicks at the party, and the, everyone else gave their attention to the two hot chicks. Like they made so many concessions, for but Texas they were still at the party. I, I think they a, still got the invite to the party. I think a better did they? I, I think a yeah. better a better analogy yeah. would be there's a there's a group over here that is all sexy for various reasons okay being the sec what do you find the big big sexy like this whole this whole group like they've got something going on Mm -hmm. this other party if you will had like two decent members that were reasonably sexy and attractive and they said you know what y'all could come join us and be where you belong that is kind of the case for all these leagues 100 percent. i mean what's attractive about well i mean wake forest when it comes to football, like schools, About Vanderbilt, but but you thing, can do this with every league. But, is my but point. I think no, a hundred percent, and and that I I think is is my point is that those pretty people in each conference will be in one conference when this thing's all said and done, and it could be even broken up between sports lines where you could have, and, and I think the ACC's play right now is to partner up with the Big Ten and try to be the basketball conference. And let the Maybe SEC bring, uh, Kansas in with them. Yeah, I mean, do do something to try to say, hey, we're going to still remain. The well, location's not a factor anymore. We can it, throw it that out matter. the window. That doesn't matter. Academics is that still important? Uh, how, when was the last time it was important? The only reason you keep the Wake Forest and Vanderbilt's around is to keep GPA up. But well, I really? bring that up because, like, a West Virginia, apparently that's been a. They can't get into the ACC right. because of Does their. Does that matter in 2021? I, I don't. It, I don't understand it, how it matters that there's no it governing matter, body. It matters today because they have that rule. That rule will go away. Right. Just like sure. just like these other rules, they, these rules are now merely suggestions. They're they're, they're no longer uh, divided amongst. Uh, these are absolutes. I, I mean, it, it just. 
the, the, the rule is, you know, it's the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> and that's what you're seeing. And the SEC has the gold. Mm. And the SEC is now dictating to the NCAA, along with every other conference, this is what, folks, this is what we're going to do. You don't have to like it. We're okay with that. If we're you, okay with that. It's the Yankees. It's go back through sports, and it's it, this isn't the first time we've seen this. Really, and this, and this isn't the Premier League. Like I'm not a soccer guy, but I did find that fascinating, and I find the comparisons interesting. But the fan bases aren't going to riot to keep Mississippi State in the <laughs> SEC. Yeah. You kind of have ESPN acting as the governing body of college football, and and it's the closest thing it's got. And, bro, all ESPN wants to do is make sure they got something to show on Saturdays that's not, quite frankly, East Carolina Tulane. Uh, I, I say yeah. that they, I say they're the boss because they're the only one that can tell schools that you go at this time. Like they, they are the closest thing to a governing body. Right. You brought and up that, Mississippi State. It kind of goes back to the talk about the the ugly girls or whatever just being a part of the the clique. But Brandon Walker, uh, Barstool Sports, Mississippi State alum, they were, with last week when they were talking about okay, how are these votes going to go in the SEC about bringing in Texas and Oklahoma? And it said, and he said Mississippi State, Mrs. Ole Miss. And Vanderbilt are going to do whatever Alabama, can we Florida, stay? yeah, can we? Stay? What do we need to vote to be here with yeah, you guys? They're going to go over to the Alabama folks and say, well, well, "How are we voting?" Yep, and and make sure that we're included in your party. Yep, because it's, it's Survivor. You want to stay on the island? It's a hundred percent. Just don't get voted off the island. And evidence of that is Texas A and M, who clearly did not want Texas to join. No, voted day. Come on in. Did they really? Have yeah. seen that. Instead of like, they could have just threw out a no, but they went along with the program. Did did, did Texas write Texas A and M a check, like an NIL check? Like, hey, we'll we'll give you, you know, twenty million if you just vote yes. Yeah. I, and, and and if that came out tomorrow, would that surprise anybody that's listening right now? If Texas A and M got some hush money, yeah, it sure. would not surprise any. Nobody would be surprised. I just love the hypocrisy of it all of Bob Bowlesby saying that uh they're trying to hurt our businesses or or he didn't even say schools he said our business right and what have they been doing to group of five schools like it, like you said the golden rule who has the gold he had a little piece of it now it's gotten away from him and he's crying foul hey yeah this isn't fair well and i, I think what he was playing with where the sec was playing with gold the big 12 was playing with bitcoin and the volatility of the bitcoin uh, really exploded on them when they lost the two draws that mattered. Who else in the Big 12 matters? At one point, you could have made an argument that Baylor was relevant. Uh, and are we only talking football here? Foot, uh, they, Baylor just won the championship in basketball, but nobody talks, nobody cares. No, and, and we, no, we are. I'm ta- I'm thinking football. football. Okay, yeah. Oklahoma but, State, you could have made the argument maybe I still just because think of the money that gets pumped relevant. in there. Yeah. But not on the big stage. Okay, and Iowa stage. State's a quality football program. For now, they've been a garbage forever. But and but still, if they if they win the national championship this year, there's still nothing sexy about Iowa State. And look, Central can, Florida is more sexy than Iowa and, State. And you anybody can say what they want to say. I've had this this, but name a directional university that has a high level of success. Okay, that's kind of number one. Name a school with the word state behind it that has. The same perception as Alabama or... At one point, Florida State, but not anymore. Correct. They were close. And Florida, and Florida State, and there's probably... If we really sit Miami. here... We'll see, but Miami at Miami State. Yeah. 
If we sit here, Glenn doesn't follow the rules. If we sit here for the entirety of the program, we could probably come up with four or five legitimate arguments. Florida State might be the only one. Well, yeah. again, and maybe I'm trying to be but a little gracious. Yeah, see, they had, they had a, a run to a national title. Yeah, but you know what? You, but you got to be a couple generations removed as a fan to even. Sure. If it wasn't for Mike Vick, there would be no Virginia Tech. Yeah. Frank Beamer. Beamer. Yeah. You're talking a whole different level, though. But, to, they to, were a very good program, but not a Texas, Oklahoma, Bama. And the levels that they're classified by now did not exist when Virginia Tech was relevant. Now, the, ga- the game has it's completely a whole different, changed in the past the, 20 these years. These teams have already seceded from the union. Yep. They, they already are their own enigma. The top five to ten programs are professional Correct. sports teams at this point. And you got to roll like the Notre Dames. You still have to roll Michigan in there. Although Mich- Michigan is not relevant from a wins and losses, but Michigan their name is still will always a brand. Be their their yeah. money and their fan it's, base exist. And they put a hundred and some thousand butts in the seat at the biggest Just like Tennessee st- stadium in the Tennessee world. stinks, and they still have a name. UCLA in basketball. I mean, I, USC still, in football. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kansas I mean, it, stinks in everything but basketball. <laughs> but what's going to happen is now, in my opinion, and again, been saying this forever, these schools are, have realized that they wait a minute. Why are we being told what the? It was the tail wagging the dog. Why are we being told the? To, what to do by the NCAA that at the end of the day, they could have all packed up and just gone to the NAIA as an existing governing body, and the NCAA becomes completely irrelevant just that quick. All, all the NCAA has is the basketball tournament. That, that's 100%. Well, they have that in the College World Series. And, yeah, so, but, yeah. have, but, but the bowl system and the college playoffs exist outside of that. The TV deals, uh, uh, yes. As evidenced by this week, there is a Barstool Sports Bowl that's going to be only on uh, streaming. YouTube and Facebook type deal. I mean, they jumped the shark a long time ago on bowls, but that's the nail in the coffin there. You, You remember this little thing called MTV and the impact it had. And the first video was video killed the radio star, right? That's what we're... We wonder why attendance is down. It's not just down here. It's a convenience place. You, you, there are so many ways, so many platforms to consume a game, especially if you've got Alabama and Georgia playing at three and there's a, any other game. I want to be somewhere where I can see the Alabama-Georgia game because I could still keep up with my team. Yeah, I can just hop on Twitter and know the entire scene that's happening right. that Saturday within three minutes. Or I can stream it Facebook Live. I yeah. can do Barstool Sports. There's a million different ways to consume to, content. To get, right. And then if I really am interested, somebody somewhere is going to have a highlight reel that I can go watch tonight at 8 o'clock and know what the big plays of the game were. And I don't have to sit in the stadium at noon when it's boiling and I can be at, you know, local sports bar watching 10 games. I, and every and now, you know, a lot of people have those nice man cave setups. I do not. But what I do have is a nice TV, a smaller TV, a laptop, a phone. Right. And I create my own sports right. bar. You've got a media every center. Every Saturday and Sunday. Right. you got a media center right there. So, I mean, it's – look, there's so many things that are, that are wrong and the TV deals are going to become more and more – uh, I say more and more important. I don't know how they get much more important than they they're are now. Ludicrous, is what but yeah, it's get. it's it's yeah. insanity. Uh, and and it's so funny that all this has kind of come about. This is yet another thing that COVID opened the eyes to the of the world to. We saw only conference games last year, and the product for the Power Five, in my opinion, was a better product. 
do you want to see an SEC conference game or do you want to see Alabama play McNeese State? Well, yeah, I mean, that's not a fair. How about Alabama plays Miami this year? Okay, and, and I, I agree, but th- yeah. that's what you're going to see more of. Alabama's not, they're going to, you're not going to see Michigan play Appalachian State anymore. Why would they? Uh, well, yeah, we, I mean, yeah. It, you know, it, it's so you're going to see, yeah, Alabama, Miami is intriguing. Two years from now, that could be a conference game. Done, and that's not good for the ECUs of the world. You, oh, oh, but or is it? Now that, well, what do you Or mean? is it? I, so, in my opinion, for us to have a chance to win at the highest. By the way, ECU plays Michigan uh, yeah, in 2023. Maybe. <laughs> we're on the schedule we're right not, now. We're not there yet. Yeah. Is there a way, is there a fathomable, imaginable way that East Carolina has a chance to play for the national championship? Only if maybe it if goes. If they put if they in expand that the new playoffs, playoff, yes. To a big, to As a, it's said right now, no. Correct. Zero. So if these teams that are kind of the bullies, they, they go ahead and do their thing, at least we have a chance to compete on a level playing field. Now, it's the NIT. It be, uh, it, it, I've I, said I, this for a while, Molly. A ton, nobody it, agrees with me because they can't. Really, it sucks. They don't want to face the facts, and it stinks. Group of five playoff would be awesome, hundred percent. Rather than the crap bowl, and you're playing uh, the SEC's tenth best team. That's right. Or even uh, Ohio in the Beefo Brady's Bowl. How about Ohio in the round of sixteen in a tournament format? It's kind of condescend- condescending for us to play the tenth place team of the SEC, and we finally get to a bowl game. I know, and I see the point that says it's condescending that we allow ourselves to to just do that rather than try to compete and play in the other thing as well. So, I, I mean, I see both yeah. sides of it. I'll just say a group of five playoffs would be way more entertaining than the bowl I, games. I don't know how anybody could disagree with that. Yeah. All right. Is that it for that discussion? I that mean, was a hearty discussion. I mean, and this could go on. We could do this for hours because yeah. there's so there are so many points that each point creates another point, and, and it's all speculative and who knows. But I'm going to tell you, there's not going to be a lack of content as it relates to college football for a long time. The season is going to get in the way <laughs> of the stuff that's of the insanity that's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like it took three years for all this mess to shake out last time. At least it's going to take at least that long this time. I think what you're going to see, Probably Glenn, five is years. I think the addition of teams, the people that are going, hey, wait a minute, don't forget about us. I think that's going to be a slow drip over the next three to five years. Right. And then you're right. It may be five years before these teams ever line up to play each other. Sure. But we're going to be hearing about this, and then it's going to be UCF's leaving to go to the Super League. Uh, what about us? You know, I mean, what you're about- still dealing with bureaucracy uh, and it, universities, and it, things it, are going to take time. There's it, legalese that has to be done, and you could want what you want, but it, again, that you can't always get what you want. You know, and that that's the Big kind Twelve of still going to have to pay this bleep in one hand. Yeah, won't the other see which one fills up first? Yeah. The Big Twelve still has three years at least to get through do together. They? Do they? How do you do it? They write a check. I, how to make everything else? How did they pull the football season last year? They just said, "Okay, we're not going to do this. We're going to do this, and let's go play football." Oh, I was going to yeah. mention that too, Molly. When you said the SEC is running this thing, didn't they kind of run it last year when 100%. they they held out and said, "Wait, we're playing this year. Why are y'all?" And they never wavered. No, nah, like, the, they t- that was when the, that was the first time when they said, "Hold on, the NCAA, NCAA doesn't have any power over us. We're playing, guys." And then you know the Big Ten and Pac, they're all like, "Well, we're not going to play. We're going to take care of our student athlete." Wait a minute, they're going to play. 
Well, if they're going to play, we yeah, better we'll play a few. Yeah, we better do something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's safer now. If there's money being thrown around. We better get in the game, man. And, and, yeah. and, and recruits and yeah. oh yeah, I mean the, the that's depth, what I mean about money. There's the, a lot. The depth of, the of this thing goes way, way, way deeper than, than than the little surface scratch that we've made. By the way, before we get off the topic of college football and money. Uh, We've joked in years past that the Alabama quarterback's probably getting paid more than ECU's head coach. Well, now we can say that for certain. Is that for certain? As their uh, their QB has a, I think it said eight hundred thousand in deals, and he's been offered uh, deals upwards of a million plus. And, and, and I, maybe the conspiracy theorist, I think Nick Saban is just a genius for saying that. Nobody knows whether or not that's the case. But if you've got Bryce a case, Young is his name. Yeah. yeah. If you if you've never taken a stat as a starter, right. whatever, he comes out. Nick Saban comes out in his presser and says, "Hey, the value of Alabama is our quarterback who's never even started." I didn't even see that point, Molly. It was Saban who came out with this. Yeah. Stuff. Nobody. That they, he, he said he's set to make seven figures. That's right. It's <laughs> what not. A, it's what not, a recruiting pitch. No. It, so yeah, so let me serious. ask you this: If you're trying to decide to, between Alabama and Clemson, <laughs> and you got Dabo Sweeney, who's not at all in favor of this, but then you uh, got yeah. but you got Nick Saban, and who could we be talking about? The Manning kid. Who, Arch, sure. Yeah, so we've seen what what nationwide and what uh, state form whoever Peyton's with, we've seen the marketability of that brand, and he, and Saban just happens because he can't say that to the kid face to face, but he could say the value of the brand at Alabama is this kid over here hadn't even taken a snap for us, little old dumb me. Figures. He he's got a chance to make a million bucks. How about that? Yeah. How about yeah? How about shoot? And uh, uh, that's something. Dad gum. Stanford coach uh, David Shaw says it's obvious to me that Nick wanted to plant that and make sure people knew that it's a great way to recruit people to come to you. Mm-hmm. I, and I've not read that, but that was yeah. it, it. To me, it just makes if you're t- if you're a five star kid and you're teetering. And you're going, that dude ain't even taking a snap there. This is a brand new pitch, Molly. You do your facilities, you do you know your schedule, your, your TV deal. And then potential sponsors. And then you say, and here's what our guys have received And see, year. they can't do that from my understanding. The coach cannot Use it as a recruit pitch. off of that, but he can make a broad statement like, In a press conference. Hey, you know, we've got kids that are getting $500,000 a year. Can but, they do, when they do their walkthrough to their facilities, have a bill, like a sign up I, I i don't think I, and I interesting don't, i don't know that again this I mean, is that's just gonna kinda, be broken a million times but interesting that that is yeah. a rule moreover th- that rule they are going to be creating rules on top of rules yeah. this thing is so new yeah they but are that, trying to treat the athlete deals as outside of the program while the athlete is still part of the program they're going we don't know anything about it wink wink right sure. well, i don't know what they're getting all i know is he's driving up you know we got that range rover dealership yeah. right down the road and he's he's got a new this one. dude's got a new yeah so yeah. i I don't know. It's uh, it, it, look. It's it's the end of the world as we know it. It will never be the same. There, there's no going back. I mean, if you uh, if you want to watch purity in sports, you better get down to about the twelve year old level. You better and, get you down know, to about D three because that's that's, that's where uh, uh, that's where it's going to be. Which, by the way, the Greenville Little Leaguers will be on ESPN Plus next Friday at ten a.m. Watch right? them on TV. Yeah, yeah. Parker yeah. Bunch has decided has signed a uh, NIL <laughs> deal with Adidas. Would it surprise you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Molly, a lot of people liked your line about the uh, evolution of man picture. Did they? Parker, myself, and Troy did. Yeah, good. They thought that was good, Molly. Good, good. You're, you're good for several of those to show, Something. but they really like that yeah. one. Chandler, uh, take us to break, if you could. We gotta, we'll got we come back. We'll uh, finish up our rundown. We got one topic done. Uh, we still got to talk. Uh, we got an ECU player on a watch list. We'll mention that. Aaron Rodgers, 
I think there's a lot of ways you can look at what he said. Oh, yesterday. I can't wait. And and Mully certainly is opinionated on Rodgers and the Packers. We'll do that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dining or to go. Now let's head back into the Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, Chan Man, great job thrown into the fire today, uh, but doing a, a fantastic job. Thank you. Mike Mullis is here. Big dog, Glenn Griffin, here as well. Let's uh, hurry along and uh, and get a few more things in as uh, we went pretty long there in segment number one. Uh, we've got uh, two Pirates, Mully just informed me. I saw one, didn't see the other, who are on a watch list. Holt Naylor's East Carolina quarterback, has been named to the 2021 Warfel Trophy watch list. Danny Warfel, former Redskins great. Florida. More known for his time as a uh, Heisman winner yep. at, at Florida. Played uh, for Spurrier. With Steve Spurrier. So, Holt Naylor's is on uh, that watch list. Boy, are they going deep when they name a quarterback award after Danny Warfel? Yeah, and again, if you saw his pro career, you're asking why. But if you saw his college, he, everybody put up numbers in the fun and Can't we just change that to, like, uh, I mean, do we give Tebow an award, the Tim Tebow watch list? Probably so. Best jump passer in the game? I wouldn't have, <laughs> like, if there's some sort of teammate of the year award, I would not have, or leadership award, I wouldn't have an issue with it being the Tebow award. No, I would just call it the leadership award. Yeah. Or call the, that the quarterback award. Right. Sure. Molly, uh... And uh, was this guy a Packer great? Uh, Tyler Sneed has been named to the Paul Hornig Award watch. He was. Uh, I, you know, my Cleveland, maybe he was a Cleveland Brown. I don't know. That's a, that Paul even, Hornig. That's even a little before me. Uh, the Paul Hornig Award, presented by Texas Roadhouse, is now in its 12th season. It is the most versatile player in college football. There you go. So that's a good award to, uh, yeah. to be associated with. Congratulations to Tyler Sneed. Uh, John Young is on a watch list, as is Raji Harris. Uh, Rajay Harris at running back. All right, Aaron Rodgers back in the news. Mully, you, uh, this is something that uh, you're passionate about somewhat you, to the point where you called me yesterday and said, Are you listening to this? Yeah. Are you hearing what's happening right now? So I did listen to it. Chandler, do you have that pulled up for us? I'll take that as a no. Uh, we'll get that in a moment. But I think you look at this two ways. I, this is very rare for a player to come out and be honest about everything, or at least in his opinion, what he thinks is the honest outlook on a team and organization. And you can also look at it from the other side that Aaron Rodgers is the biggest diva known to man. So here's my thing. <laughs> what side are you on? No, here's my thing. So um, it was very he was it was very me. And like him, him was it was very him oriented. Obviously, everything it was all say. about him. Everything. And now he did mention some former teammates. We we'll get the audio up if we can. Yeah. In a it, well, 
Uh, so here's my question. They go to – so they just made a decision to bring back um, – I'm drawing a blank. The wide receivers. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, Randall Cobb. They're bringing back Cobb. Yeah. Okay. Cobb was a productive player. We can all agree to that. How healthy was Cobb last year? None. Okay. He hasn't been good in a long time. Co- correct. So now they brought him back. If he's a flop, is Aaron Rodgers going to step back to that same podium and go, you know what? They brought him back for me, and it's my fault that we didn't win the Super Bowl because my guy's laid an egg. He, of the course perfect, he's not. No, he's I don't not. think he needs to. But the perfect example is, is LeBron puts a team together around him. They lay an egg, and everybody else in the front office is to be, is to be blamed. But if well, it, 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 but you also look at the job wise, maybe, but public opinion, everybody knows LeBron's co- running the show. Correct. Okay. But Aaron Rodgers, he, it, first off, like I like Aaron Rodgers. He's a great uh, regular season and, and playoff quarterback until the championship. Correct. <laughs> so, but let me ask you this they got to the championship game with the players that he was given that the team constructed based off of salary cap, based off of what they. I, so, I, it, it, if you're going to stand up there and say how much of this is about you, then make it all about you and go, you know what? And I'm the reason we came up short in the championship game. And if they bring all these folks back. There's not a lot of that. When there's not talks. a lot. There's of that. none of that. No. What did you think about him bringing up like uh, Woodson Peppers, and- Woodson? Peppers was so, the greatest example. And I heard somebody else say this on, on talk radio uh, today or yesterday. You saw what the Ravens did with Ray Lewis. They let him hang around at least a year and arguably two years longer than past his prime and they still paid him as though he was Ray Lewis. Look at the situation they're in financially right now. They did the same thing with Flacco. They overpaid that cat because he won them a Super Bowl. He won them a Super Bowl about like Peyton Manning won the Denver Broncos a Super Bowl. Yes, he was playing quarterback. He did not win that football game. Yeah, I mean, the teams that win, the Patriots, they are very cutthroat. They are business first almost when it comes to signing players, re-signing players, cutting players. As fans, we want those guys to be around forever, but that is not a winning formula. So let me ask you this. When they came to him three, three, I guess it's four or five years ago, Aaron Rodgers, and they laid that monster contract out, did he go, you know what, I'll sign this if, if I have some autonomy to bring back this guy. And can we treat – can we have if a – James Jones and uh, Jordy Nelson can get a chunk of this, yeah, right, I'll do it. And I, can, can we have a parade for Julius Peppers? And can we – you know, maybe Clay Matthews, maybe we need to build him a statue. None of those things were said, but he took the money. And, it, man, it's just I, – I, GM, GM, so G, and look, and I understand if you want to make him aware. He, here's what's going. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be able to play this back. I'm going to say about week twelve. Aaron Rodgers is going to go down. Jordan Love's going to come in and play admirably. Kurt Binker. Jordan, jo- well, <laughs> getting some well, reps. He, right. Well, Jordan Love's going to get a. It, we're looking at Garoppolo and Brady, and then all of a sudden the Packers are going to be picking up the pieces maybe with kurt Kurt. maybe the well, packers are going to look up they traded garoppolo exactly right so, so you're just, saying they're going to trade love he's going to get just enough do just well enough so where's rogers and all this thing he's going to be gone too he's gone too it's yeah. like the guy that was there kind of in the transition from Barb to to uh rogers there was the guy no, that he ended up in seattle oh uh, hunley 
Uh, Brett there was Hun- Brett no, Hunley. Was that his name? There was Brett Hunley, yeah. and then there was um, UCLA. Yeah, and then there was the uh, Seattle quarterback. But I think that him. was due to injury. Probably. Yeah, that wasn't a because fo- because Rogers was Rogers there the was ride the bench yeah. behind Favre. Yeah, right. But it, that that's it's the, the karma. You can't outrun it. Uh, Rogers has made such a. Um, I mean, you're talking about a spotlight that's going to shine so bright. When 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 have we ever talked about Green Bay this much in the preseason? Never. It's Green Bay always kind of has their stuff together. They go about their business. Well, there's usually the not thing. a ton of questions. They're so consistent. That's what I'm saying. What they, they, they and, and that's that embodies the town of Green Bay. That embodies what Green Bay football is about. Mully uh, did not like the line where. He said, you know, nobody's coming to vacation in Green Bay. They're coming to play, play with me. Play with me. Uh, oh, and by the way, our team. And he did and, say, and the team. And, and almost and, like he was like, oh, oh I better say yeah, this. Let me throw this in there. <laughs> and to win a Super Bowl, well, Aaron, help me understand how's that worked out for you? One for, yeah. He's, you know, he. I don't know, man. I just don't I don't get it. And like you kind of were alluding to, I mean, I know the veteran guys in the locker room uh, are buddies and they cheer for each other, want the best for each other. But you hear him say all the time, it's a business. How are we supposed to escort those folks out of here? Uh, we, we paid them a lowball price. You know why? Because they are greatly diminished in their talent. Yeah. They, I mean, it is what it is. We were going to offer them a chance to stay here. They chose to go elsewhere to get more money. Unfortunately, there's a salary cap. You can't do these sweetheart hometown That's deals. That's exactly right. Guys. Uh, Chandler, good on you for finding the audio, but I think we just recapped it all there, so yeah. we don't need to hear it. So nice job, though. But good, good work. Awesome. You had it ready to go. I awesome. went through about thirty files. <laughs> I saw you over there. There was smoke coming up from the keyboard, but <laughs> hey, you got it done. All right, uh, Mully, NBA draft tonight. I got one question for you. No, who is the? Con- I'm not going to ask if you're going to watch it. I know the answer to that. Who's the consensus number one? The dude going to Detroit, and his name is Cam McQuaid or whatever. <laughs> close enough that's what we're calling him the rest of his career close enough Cade Cunningham from here on out is known as Cam McQuaid who sounds like a late 80s early 90s detective yes exactly Cam McQuaid yeah Dennis Quaid in is (laughs) Cam McQuaid what's his name again Cade Cunningham where's he from Oklahoma Oklahoma State State. former AAC ECU be playing him in a couple years maybe T Boone. I have no, if he walked in here, I wouldn't. I would go. Matt's talking. We're, we're playing their sister college this year in Oklahoma in the Myrtle Beach Invitation. That is true. Their sister college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said that sentence before. Wow. Uh, Glenn, any you know? You know the only thing I, I think, think the Hornets are going to trade back. So I think and get two first rounders. I think they'll trade back and pick up two because yeah. I, well the two bigs they want. Uh, I want Kai, the foreign guy. I want. I want Kai Jones from uh, Texas. What about I Singoon? Want. I don't want foreign guys. I, I want, want either, foreign guys. I want either Kai Jones or I want Isaiah Johnson from Kentucky. I want rim runners and catch lobs from Lamelo Ball. Rim That's runners. what I want. I want. Uh, I want. That's what guys with pogo does. sticks. Okay. I want tall guys that can do that. That can also block shots. I want a seven footer that can jump out of the building and catch lobs all day. I'll take that as well. All right. Can and he, de- can and he it, defend the rim? And it look yes. It, okay. No more. Can y'all talk about this when I'm gone? <laughs> <laughs> I knew this wasn't gonna. I have absolutely zero to offer. All right, we'll move on. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk more draft in a moment with Jeff Nadeau while you're gone. Awesome. Uh, MLB trade deadline: Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant not in the Cubs lineup today, Molly. And that usually means that Rizzo to the Sox. Is that uh, your prediction? I'm guessing. That's the rumor. It's a little cross-town action in Chicago. 
Oh, uh, no, I'm Sox. saying the Red Sox of uh, Boston. Oh, yeah. I have seen a rumor of a crosstown trade uh, with, with the Cubs. It'd be much easier logistically. Just go over there. The Cubs did make a trade, sending Ryan Tapera, the uh, what reliever pitcher, to the White Sox. So, so they've is, already made the one that's, move. That's the crosstown trade that happened. There. there have been a number of guys that have been traded. I'm like, now who's this? Yeah. Did you know, Mully, Frazier? The Frazier that got traded. Lent Frazier? Led the major leagues in hits this year. He's the first player to be traded midseason while leading the majors in hits since this player was traded, this outfielder was traded to the Cardinals in 1990. So you're asking for the person in Who was the player in 1990 that was traded to the Cardinals outfielder? I want to say from the A's maybe. Jim Edmonds? I only knew him. You're, you're a little early. You're a little Edmonds was later. Uh, Willie McGee. I never knew he was anything but a Cardinal. Me too. Uh, same. Who so, did he get traded from? I want to say I saw the A's, but so, I, again, I always sure. thought he was yeah, a Cardinal. I always thought Willie McGee was a Cardinal. Led the league in in my mind's eye, he will always be a Cardinal. All right, there you go. Regardless of who drafted him. Uh, Rays are beating the Yankees 14 to nothing, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the Yankees are so bad. But they got Joey Gallo. Let's add another bat to this lineup with Stan Judge, so, Gallo. You, okay, unhealthy, unhealthy. So now it's Gallo. Yeah. I, I, Judge was a scratch last night. What a weird, weird team. I mean, th- look, that, that kind of goes right back to what we've kind of kicked around this whole show. It doesn't matter how good you are. Can you stay healthy? Yeah. You know, I mean, is Randall Cobb going to stay healthy? Probably not. Randall Cobb is a non-factor in 2021. Yeah. That, that, Maybe Rodgers just didn't have any more buddies in the locker room. I was going to say, why would he even want him back? Because I mean, it seems he like said, it's three years too late. He said, watch this. Because that's he, he goes, watch this. Hey, I think we need Randall Cobb. He'd be great to have. And let's just see what happens. <laughs> you're going to do it? Let's trade a draft capital. For you're him. serious. Yeah. So they called his bluff, is what you're saying. So you're seriously going to bring Randall in? Man, things are changing, bud. Yeah. Maybe, they, he, tr- maybe he tries to get uh, Jordy Nelson a nice 10 uh, yeah. day contract or something. Now he's like, damn, I should have started with a bigger name. Yeah. Who can. Uh, Why did I start with Randall Cobb? <laughs> well, because that's as obscure and a useless trade as has <laughs> ever been made. What position is he going to play? What number is he going to wear? Can we get Donald Driver back? <laughs> he's not fast <laughs> enough to do kickoffs anymore, so I don't uh, know what you do with him. I, I, I mean, that had to been it That was a wink, wink. Watch this. Okay. That, that was hold, just, my, hold my beer and watch this. Right. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I can get this done. You know, I'm going to make him dance. What I think about when I see Randall Cobb. Those eyes. He's got weird eyes. Okay. He's got Mike Do you know what I'm talking about? He's got Singletary eyes? Not at all. You know what I'm talking about? He's got like oddly colored eyes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull that up from Molly and we're going to take a timeout. All right. Um, thanks for hanging out, Molly. Yeah, man. Well, uh, we will be back with you, Jeff Nadu. Oh, you want to say something? No, you guys enjoy the uh, NBA draft tonight. We will. I hope you do too. I will. So I the, will. you've never noticed his eyes? It almost looks like he's wearing a weird color contact or something. No, I, I see what you're saying now, yeah. but no, I've never. Um, All right, these no. eyes. I was. That was what I was thinking you were talking about. Maybe there was some song he sang or something. But. If you go on Woj's Twitter, he's already spoiled the first four picks. Really? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> the first, I mean, the the first round's almost done. I wonder if I can still bet on it. Let me see. <laughs> All right. Hold uh, on. The, first, the is the draft going on now? No. <laughs> But he's saying but he's this like team is locked into this NFL. team, basically, or this player. Yeah, but I mean, it's, but it's different with the NBA because it kind of works out that way. Like, there's well, these four guys are going to go first. There or, aren't that many guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's different than the NFL when uh, you have so much, so many moving pieces. Thank you, Molly.
We'll see you later. Take a time out. Come back. Uh, we will talk some NBA draft. Jeff Nadeau joins us. We'll talk some NFL in hour two. Troy D. Tony Collins here. And hour three of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. University's PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back to the Pirate Alive. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right, it is NBA draft night. We'll talk about that and some football right now with Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus. He joins us on the Fixed NC Live line on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing today? Pretty good, Clip. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, Jeff, also the um, host of the Sit Down podcast where he talks about the history of uh, the mafia uh mobsters and jeff i have a guest idea for you how about american athletic conference commissioner mike oresco who uh appears to be a boss at least at the moment some uh, behind the scenes stuff with the american and espn to reportedly poach some teams from the big 12 and he is uh he's being very aggressive i don't know how many people across the country really care about this but from an ECU perspective, we have to hope that the AAC stays intact and, and of course, adds some teams as well and becomes a, a viable conference in the future of college athletics. Uh, how about that news that came out yesterday and uh, the American and Mike Oresco getting pretty aggressive, uh, it appears, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, this is opening up a lot of stuff here as far as, you know, teams, you know, conferences wanting to realign. You know, you open the gates up and, and people are going to run in. Um, Michael Oresco, that's actually a decent name as far as most of the individuals that we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have vowels at the end of their names. That might be a, a good uh, one. I, as I know, though, I don't believe Mike Oresco. There's no alleged ties to the mafia. <laughs> uh, his behavior recently may warrant uh, that down the road. little mafioso activity going on and uh, hoping that um, the East Carolina, you know, selfishly ends up in a good spot when all these dominoes fall, and that that changes hourly, daily. So stay tuned uh, on that, folks. All right, Jeff, uh, talk a little football before we dive into the NBA draft. And I don't know storylines from training camp thus far. You heard the the Aaron Rodgers comments uh, yesterday, where he talks about he just wanted to be more involved in what the Packers do. He named several former players he played with that he said were not treated the right way towards the end of their time in Green Bay. Uh, he's there. Uh, don't know how happy he is to be there. What does that mean, you think, for the uh, the 2021 Packers? How do you view them today as opposed to maybe, you know, go after last season where you thought, okay, they're going to return, they're going to win their division, they're going to go to the playoffs, they're going to make a run. How about now? What do you think about Green Bay? Well, look, I mean, I think the great thing about Aaron Rodgers that we can always – 
give him the utmost credit for is he is a consummate professional. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And regardless of the way he feels or behaves off the field, he's always going to give you uh, his play at the highest level. Now, when you look at this team, obviously the questions were, was he going to remain around? Were they going to retain everyone that we hoped they'd retain, including Devontae Adams? And it looks as if they're going to retain everybody. Uh, offensive line has obviously been the big problem. Now, they need to hope that some of these young guys pan out, i.e. Elgerton Jenkins, John Runyon Jr. Um, you know, they've got some, you know, Billy Turner. They've got some young kids in the offensive line that we hope can kind of figure into what they expect. They went out and got some kids to come in as well in the NFL draft. They added Amari Rodgers to play in the slot. I think that's going to be a nice addition. All of a sudden, they've got some weapons. Adams is a terrific receiver, as we know. Uh, they've got some young guys in, in St. Brown and uh, Rodgers, obviously, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think this offense is as good as it gets. They've got a guy in LaFleur who's an offensive uh, caliber guy. Defensively, I think they're pretty solid as well. I like their front seven. Uh, they're not great, but I love kind of what they did with Rashawn Gary a couple of years ago. I like Zadarius Smith. Ty Summers is a guy that comes in from TCU a couple of years ago that I like. And the secondary is young, but I think it's very good. So I think they're right in the top three pecking order of the NFC. Uh, when you look at all of a sudden, now that they're looking to be uh, like uh, they were last year and years before, you've got to figure they're the sure favorite in the NFC North. Uh, Jeff, we got some contract news. Zach Wilson signing with the New York Jets. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, it appears, will, will play from day one there. Um, what about Zach Wilson, Trey Lance? We know Justin Fields will likely sit to start the season, but could be in very soon. What about Lance and San Fran and, and, and Zach Wilson there in New York? Are they day one guys, uh, in your opinion, as they have uh, signed now? Yeah, I think Zach Wilson surely is. I think of all the quarterbacks, probably outside of Trevor Lawrence, he's most ready to compete and I think be a guy that could take his team to another level. Obviously, in the years past that we've seen them, they've had Darnold, who was never seemingly healthy, had Mono, and then he had COVID, and then he had all this stuff going on. Uh, the offensive lineup there all of a sudden looks pretty solid, particularly on the left side. Uh, Becton and Vera Tucker, I mean, that's as good as a uh, – guard and tackles you could ask for they got the uh they got morgan moses from washington yeah yeah they've got some veterans and some young guys you look at this group uh the throw to all of a sudden i mean they went from being a pretty bad receiving core to you know you have mims davis crowder and elijah moore not a lot of like sexy names there but i think all competent good receivers that I think could turn inward and, and be really good keelan cole as well uh, you've got a good running group, back group. They're a young team, but I think there's a lot to be excited about up in New York. Pretty good defense as well. I really like the Stevens. I think they're undervalued. You look at the offense or the defensive line, the front seven in general, solid. Marcus May, you know, uh, Bryce Hall in, in the, the backfield with LaMarcus Joyner. I like this team. I think they're going to be a bit of a surprise. Could you know, push seven, eight wins. Man, uh, they've just been such a mess. It uh, would be interesting to see them turn, turn it around so quickly there in New York. Jeff, uh, let's talk some some draft, and uh, we'll get some of your props you're looking at tonight. But quickly, from a Hornets perspective, had um, a frequent guest, Spencer Percy, on the BuzzBeat podcast, talks Hornets basketball. We had him on yesterday. He said the player he wants uh, the Hornets to get at 11 is a big man, Alperin Singun. 
I believe it's as close to how you pronounce it. It's funny because last year I fell in love with Jokic and Vucevic and Nurkic and said the Hornets need to find one of these European dudes at center and let's roll. And if they get the Turkish League MVP in tonight's draft, I might be happy just because I'll get what I wanted. I know Kai Jones uh, you talked about the other day. Big man, do you know anything about this uh, this foreign center and any other names I should watch out for for the Hornets at 11 tonight? Yeah, so Sangin actually was the MVP last year in the Turkish League, one of the better leagues in the world, frankly. Um, you know, I, I kind of liken him to Yusuf Nurkic, uh, but better defensively, in my opinion. I think he's a guy that would fit perfectly up up in Charlotte. You know, obviously, he's not a guy that's just going to catch the basketball and and run run the floor. He's a guy with good touch around the basket. He can shoot the basketball a little bit, pick and pop, good mid-range jumper. I think eventually he can get a three-point shot. Um, you know, when you look at kind of what you want a player to turn into, obviously the goal is a big is to turn into Nikola Jokic or, or Sabonis and guys like that. But, you know, I think he's kind of a, a, a mid between Sabonis and Jokic. I think he's got a better possibly down the road, mid-range and, and, and three-point shooting game over Jokic. Uh, I think Sanguine is, is a terrific selection for them. Um, hmm. I, you know, it depends. Do they want a guy a little bit more athletic? Obviously, you want to look more towards Kai Jones. They're different players. But if you're asking me to rate the centers in this draft, like true centers, Mobley would be one. Yeah. Sanguine would be number two. And frankly, there's not a ton of back-to-the-basket old-school centers. But this guy could turn into quite the player. And Charlotte Charlotte could you – know, they were a fringe playoff team this year. They could surely be one next year if they had him. And they got multiple needs. That is the certainly biggest uh, area of need for the Hornets. So they could kill two birds with one stone, get hopefully a good player, but also fill that center position. All right, uh, big man, not a lot of options where I look as far as uh, draft props go. Maybe they'll pop up as we get closer – to tonight's draft i've seen you've got multiple plays out on uh twitter right now at jeff nadu so jeff uh run over a couple that you like what are you uh, most confident in for tonight what do you like the most yeah and again like i don't work for any of these companies but i would say bet online has a really good variety uh, they do a nice job at putting props out they're offshore but they do a nice job of doing that um you know a couple that i like um and these are pretty widely available still under 15 on kai jones I just think his his game translates to the NBA. I think a lot of teams are looking for that kid, the big that can run and, and stretch the floor and catch lobs and defend and just just bouncy kind of athletic kind of kid. I think 15 is just too high. I kind of put him in that 11, 11 to 14 range. I think the Hornets, the Spurs, teams like that could be very interested in his athletic ability, extremely athletic. Um, another one, I, this might be the weirdest number in the draft. Dayron Sharp, North Carolina, under 28 and a half. I, I didn't understand this one. I thought he was a top 22, 23 pick. Uh, I think outside of Sanguine and Mobley, he's the best true big in this draft. Little undersized, not seven foot or six eleven or anything. He's only six nine, six ten, but you know, he's a guy that I think could really help a team like the LA Lakers a team that are really looking for that Dwight Howard kind of backup big to come in and give you instant offense. He's not a guy that's going to go out and pick and pop and, and shoot threes. But he's a good rebounder. He's a capable rim protector. 
and he's got a pretty good offensive game, kind of a, a, a dirty work kind of guy on the, on the glass. I like De'Ron Sharp. 28.5 is pretty high. The Atlanta, uh, L.A., the, the Clippers, a lot of these teams that are playoff-type of caliber teams could want a guy. I mean, even a team like the Sixers, uh, if he somehow falls to 28, if you're the Sixers and you have the 20th pick, I don't know how you don't think De'Ron Sharp could really fit nicely with Joel Embiid. Love that one. Uh, I think the, the Hornets had a workout with him, and they're up to uh, you know 11 and could trade back uh, into the low 20s. But yeah, that is uh, that's an interesting number. By the way, Jeff, uh, interesting nugget. Uh, three years ago, so last year, uh, Daron Sharp was at North Carolina. Uh, the prior year before that, uh, Montverde Academy in Florida. Three years ago, he was playing high school basketball about 12 minutes down the road and about a minute and a half from where I live at South Central High School uh, here in eastern North Carolina. So uh, we got a lot of folks around this area rooting uh, for Dayron tonight to uh, to go to a good team and hopefully have a good career. Yeah, he's going to be, you know, kind of that Al Jefferson type of player. I, I don't, you know, again, is he ever turned into – you know, one of the great bigs ever? Probably not. But I think he's a guy that could give you 20 minutes off the bench. And really, kind of for a team in the 20s, late 20s, is kind of what you want there. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get an all-star caliber kid, but I think he's got some good size. He's beefy, 265, 270, uh, kind of a tank type of guy. So I think he, you know, as long as he can keep his conditioning in in check and his weight, I think he's going to be quite a, a solid bench player in the NBA. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, have you gone two rounds with your research? Is there, who, who are a couple guys in round two that you think could be potential steals, could be uh, productive players in the NBA? You got any names? Yeah, you know, to be honest, quick clip, I could probably talk about 100 players <laughs> as opposed to 60. But, you know, this is such a good draft deep and late. You know, I, I think there are so many solid players. Even in the undrafted markets, I think you're going to be able to really find some gems here. A um, couple guys I like, Sandrew Mamukelishvili out of Seton Hall. I'm sure people remember that name. Um, really good around the bucket. Kind of has the ability to pick and pop. A great three-point shooter. Um, I think he has a, a, a center role in the NBA. He's kind of that new age center, but he's a kind of hybrid. He's not the quickest kid in the world, but he can move around. He can defend a little bit. Um, and he's a European. And I think he can come over and really help the team right away. Another guy's name you're going to hear a lot is uh, uh, Jason Preston out of Ohio. He was kind of a attorney um, kid last year. A true point guard, got that vision. Kind of really resembles the mellow ball if you look at the way he plays. Um, is he as you know athletic and, and explosive? No, um, but he's kind of like that poor man's uh, Lamelo ball. You know, maybe a, a Jalen Brunson, yet a little bigger. Um, he can guard the perimeter, which is what you want to look for. The kids that are six foot, six one, you got a real question on whether they can defend at the NBA level. They're just not big enough. For me, a lot of the time, prospect level, you got to be either really good or you're not going to get drafted. You're just not big enough. Kids that can't play defense aren't going to get drafted, like Luca Garza, players like that. But you know, there's um, there's some real talent in this NBA draft, and um, you know, I'm interested in seeing where they all kind of shake out. Jeff Nadu joining us. You can follow on Twitter at Jeff Nadu. He's already thrown out a few props for tonight and uh, might add a few more. Who knows? So, Jeff, uh, you'll be uh, tuned into the draft tonight. Anything else you got going on we need to know about? 
Yeah, you know, I, I may do something live at some point. I don't know. I, I don't have a, you know, I always, I would love to be on a show doing something, but I, I, I didn't have anything booked. As far as uh, what I got going on, nothing really. Just really getting prepared for football. Clip, next week, I, I'd really like to talk about Oklahoma. I, I think you can make a bit of a case. Now, just hear me out. This could be the best team in the country. Just going to say that. They have a quarterback that will win Eisman this year. Yeah. Defense this year is not a problem. Don't make, don't don't. They're gonna, they're not going to get the respect because of Alabama and Clemson, but this is a different Oklahoma team to me to me this year. Very excited about them. We'll talk uh, Sooners with you next week and uh, and more football, Jeff. It'll be game week uh, for NFL preseason anyway next Thursday. How about that? We're a week away from the Hall of Fame game. This is the last Thursday, big man, where no football will be on uh, for the remainder of 2021. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> I guess that's true because once the Hall of Fame games over preseason start. Correct. On Thursdays, then you roll into college football Thursdays, NFL Thursdays. This is the last Thursday, so there you go. Man, I always love seeing those tweets. (laughs) I know. For putting them out there. It fires me up. Big man, have a great weekend, dude. Enjoy the draft tonight. We'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you, Clip. Appreciate you. Jeff Nadeau, thank you for joining us on the program today. How do you do, Chandler Honeycutt? Jeff Nadeau. Getting, <laughs> getting ready for the NBA draft tonight. Spitting fire, Clip Rock. All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. Hour two of the show, we will talk some fantasy football. If you have a fantasy football-related question or comment with your draft coming up, draft prep underway or getting underway soon, uh, you can throw that out on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, give us a call, 317-1250. Our resident fantasy expert, C.W. Sloan, is here to answer a boatload of questions to prepare you for your upcoming fantasy football draft in August or early September. Uh, we'll do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at Domino's. Com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. Coming up in hour number three, Troy D will be alongside as uh, well as Tony Collins will join us. So we will talk Pirate Football, NFL, and uh, a lot of conference realignment talk. We'll give you uh, the latest on that as things are happening. Everything's happening. Nothing's happening all at the same time. But uh, it looks like Mike Oresco and apparently ESPN are getting pretty aggressive in uh, maybe keeping the AAC together, either merging with the Big 12, taking teams from the Big 12. We don't know what's 100% true at this point. We just know that it is absolute madness since Texas and Oklahoma uh, said they're leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. We will talk some NFL right now, some fantasy football, and been doing this uh, – didn't do a lot of it last summer. It took me a long time 
to get motivated for fantasy football. I was unsure if there was going to be a season. I was just kind of out of it, like a lot of people were uh, in 2020. Um, in fact, CW, we do, CW Sloan is here, by the way. We do a long-form draft via text, and we didn't start it until the last week of August last year, and we're able to get done by the uh, beginning of the season. Uh, but this year we plan on starting kind of early to mid-August. And um, So we had uh, maybe one or two chats with you last year, previous years, you're a teacher, so you would spend uh, a lot of your summer weeks here talking fantasy football with us. So it's great to uh, have you back today. Do you realize one week from today... Say that one more time. One week from today, we are going to be watching some football. This is the last Thursday of the calendar year with no football. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it it's amazing. It brings a smile to our faces. Cowboys-Steelers uh, next Thursday in the Hall of Fame game. CW is actually off to Canton, Ohio. Uh, you'll be checking that out. So, uh, Or... You'll be checking out the Hall of Fame, the surrounding, uh, everything going on. Maybe the game, maybe not at this point. Yeah, it looks like we're we're going to come back a little early f- than we normally had planned. My daughter, who's about to go to college, uh, wants to take a quick trip to Washington, D.C. before she leaves. And so I'm going to sacrifice going to the game for that. But that's okay. Yeah, uh, should be a fun time up there. Tell Daryl Green and uh, Art Monk and the Redskins Hall of Famers I said hello. They're some, bust. Some of them usually come back but when there's no since there's no washington football team player i don't i don't know that they'll make it this time but you never know some headliners this year though peyton uh megatron uh woodson charles woodson good year to go and you didn't even name the buccaneer john John lynn thank you of course uh as well all right let's dive into it uh cw if you have a question comment regarding uh fantasy football the draft uh questions about players you can chime in i have a quick comment all right what you got a little breaking news Oh, okay. Uh, the Padres are close to acquiring the Nationals' Max Scherzer. I saw that. The rich get richer. I wanted to bring that up to Chandler, who is a Nats fan. Uh, by the way, Braves won today. I'm, I'm a Braves fan. I want to see him in the playoffs. But Padres-Dodgers is going to be awesome in the playoffs this year. It's going to be at war. Yeah. I want to see a full seven-game series of yeah. that. Hopefully for the NLCS. Uh, and uh, that would be awesome. And especially if they were able to acquire – Max Scherzer there as they load up to try to beat the Dodgers. Although, are the uh, Giants still in first place in the NL West? They are the best, uh, most unsung team of the season. 63-38 and 38 are the San Francisco Giants uh, first place there in the NL West. There are a lot of years the NL West was not that good. I mean, yeah. you get the division winner and that's about it. Now you've got three powerhouses. A lot of years the NFC West isn't that good. And this year... Three powerhouses, potentially four, as we transfer to football. All right, CW, uh, you said it last week when you were on the show, Christian McCaffrey, the consensus number one. Yeah, 100%. He's going to be the number one pick in what percent of drafts this year? Uh, it's not going to be 100 because somebody's going to do no, something stupid or no, crazy. No, we, we'll get some fans from Tennessee and, and Minnesota who want to take their guy. But uh, not, you're probably looking at three out of four. I'd and if you same. really want a guy and you're not going to be able to get him, it's not going to come back to you if you have the number one pick so right. if if dalvin cook's your guy for this year if derrick henry if uh whoever else saquon barkley on a bounce back i don't know right get him. but christian mccaffrey the number one guy easy so who else in your opinion is in that first tier of running backs well i think right now uh, and there's a there's there's some recent discussion especially with the the news of michael thomas 
the idea that that Taysom Hill and and, J- and Jameis Winston may be, you know, duking it out for the quarterback position in, in Orleans, that you are starting to see a top three now instead of a top four. Going into June 1st of 2021, it was McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara. And and maybe even some Saquon Barkley if you had hope, had, had hopes that he was going to improve in terms of his injury from last year. Now it just seems like the odds-on favorite for the fourth pick is now up in the air, and, and it's not Alvin Kamara as much as it used to be. So we're really talking about now a top three. And, and I see very few, even Derrick Henry's at number two. So you can almost, much like the NBA draft, it seems like tonight we're going to see a top three go that's pretty solidified. You're going to see a top three in most of these drafts with McCaffrey going one, Dalvin Cook going two, and Derrick Henry three. Where it gets interesting now is what you want to do at four, five, and six. Those are the numbers that are going to start to um, to jockey a little bit. So I have the sixth pick Ooh. in a... It is a keeper league, but a lot of the best players are in the draft. Right. And I did that because there is a, a nice list of, of running backs that I wouldn't mind having on my team, especially since my keepers are Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf. So I'm definitely going running back. Mm-hmm. And I chose sixth over a, a couple of numbers I could have got prior to that just because there's going to be a good running back there for me. Right. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know who the keepers are going to be, so it would, be, it's hard for me to identify that. There's uh, basically all the studs are in the draft. Okay, they're they're thrown back in. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there there'll, there'll definitely be one. The question will be whether or not you get somebody to fall into your lap because somebody may end up taking a Travis Kelsey or Devontae Adams, and if that's the case, and you really want a running back, then more than likely you're gonna you're gonna hit a home run with that the idea that you had to you know you got to pick yeah. number six pick and then you still get the guy you might have taken at three or four so after mccaffrey cook henry kamara and and then you've got barkley coming off an injury i just jonathan taylor drafting him that high for the colts bothers me i don't know if i can do that uh nick chubb ezekiel elliott that's the list i'm looking at here aaron jones you can throw him in i guess but i I kind of want to go Ezekiel Elliott comeback season. Yeah, hundred percent for for me. Yeah. So uh, and and I'm even deciding now the what I and I said this to you earlier when we were talking about things we were going to discuss today. There are definitely two or three players that I'm starting to really change my opinion on in the first round. And in thinking about the first round, what do you want more than anything else besides just saying to yourself, "I want the guy with the most points"? What what's the one kind of uh, you want consistency. You want consistency you can count on every week, and you want somebody not only consistency this you know in each individual game, but you want somebody who will not lose your fantasy season. All right, and so the difference between somebody who can win your league and somebody who can lose your league. For me, Saquon Barkley is somebody who can lose the league for you. Meaning, you can go yeah. from anywhere from winning the league to finishing tenth because you decided you think Saquon Barkley is going to be healthy. And what happens? He ends up doing extremely poorly. He doesn't come on strong. He averages maybe two-thirds of what he's been averaging in his career. And he ends up being somewhere between a fifth and seventh round pick. Let's talk ceilings and floors. Exactly. Barkley has a higher ceiling, but it feels like Zeke has a much higher floor. 100%. Right. right. So even talking about last year and in the last couple of years, McCaffrey averaged 30.1 fantasy points per game before he went down. Okay, there nobody even came close to that. Dalvin Cook was 24.1, Derek Henry at 21, Alvin Kamara at 25.2. You want somebody in that 20 point range to average in order to be a first round pick. 
it, it blew me away when I when I, I knew he was a top ten guy. I didn't know he was number two. The number two fantasy player in the entire league was Devontae Adams. So why would you know he's he's one of only four players, four wide receivers to finish in the top four every single year in the last four years, three out of four years, excuse me. So and, and there are only four receivers to have done that. So for me, I want someone who I. I, I don't, he doesn't have to be the number one, number two, or number three running back. He doesn't have to be the number one, number two, number three player overall. If he's averaging 20 points a game, he is not going to lose me my league. And again, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Kamara, Kelsey, Zeke, Devontae, all of that, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. But when you talk about Jonathan Taylor, are you going to get the guy in the first nine games who averaged less than 11 points a game or the guy who averaged over 20 points a game in the last five? And that's that's why you're a little bit unsettling on Jonathan Taylor. All right, I'm going to. I want to ask you about two running backs. Yes, get your opinion on. Okay, Austin Eckler and where he falls, and then a guy that was a rookie last year that should be getting a whole lot more on his plate this year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in Kansas City because of their backfield situation. Well, Well, all right. Save the Clyde Edwards Correct. Yeah, because I have a take your pick on him coming up in okay. a little and bit. And that's right. an, that's an, I got some really good points on Edwards Hilaire for you. Eckler ad, averaged around sixteen and a half point fantasy points per game, so that was behind Aaron Jones. He's a PPR monster. Though. Yeah, behind Darren Waller, even behind Jonathan Taylor. What? You, but the good news is there is that you he doesn't have a whole lot of of, of competition behind him. He's got a second year quarterback now who's obviously going to do better. The whole offense in general will do better than what it did last year. The question's going to be whether or not he's going to be a three down back for pretty much sixteen games of the year and and his durability. That's it's the only hangup. Sure. Yeah. So he's definitely a second round guy. Kind of a turn of the second round, maybe. Yeah. So if you're talking about drafting him in the first round because you keep hearing the running backs are slim and you got to get one in the first round, if you ended up d- drafting somebody like Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, or Devontae Adams, and you get him in the second round. That is a much better proposition than trying to take Eckler in the first round and then reaching for your RB2 in the second round or taking somebody like DeAndre Hopkins or Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, I, I would stay away from Eckler in a 12-man draft until the second round. Hope that he falls to you, especially if you got one of those uh, 12 or 13 picks where you can double up. But I'm not taking him in the first round if those wide receivers are all there, the ones I just mentioned. Chandler Honeycutt has joined us in studio. Hey, Shirley. Hope everything's going all right with you. Welcome. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the, good. the show. I, good to see you. I have nothing to add. I just wanted to come. Okay. I, I'm playing fantasy for the first time in, I think, like three or four years. I just wanted to hear your, your guys' point. And by the way, CW doesn't speak the gospel. What he says is not 100% fact. When he says the stats, they are. But this is his opinion, and he's in a million leagues, and he researches more than anybody I know. So he is the most knowledgeable person that I know, and that, which is why I bring him on the show. But just because you say something doesn't mean it's written in stone. And I can't win in your in our league together. So I, you know, I, the, well, we do have told. the rules set up a little different. Yeah, and you hate them, but I, I don't hate them. No, 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 I don't hate them. It's I love doing it because it's do you the hate only the one keeper situation that it, we do? It's not that I hate the keeper situation. It's I think it rewards uh, people at the very end of the season who who just happen to grab free agents. Sometimes. It definitely has helped Clipper out. He has two off of me. It's hurt me as well. And it keeps players I really like to draft year in and year out on one team for too long of a time. Now, some people love the dynasty format, and there's nothing wrong with it. It, it, Everybody's playing by the same rules when you're playing in drafts like that. Typically, because of of what I do 90% of the time, it's usually 
a redraft or a best ball and I, you know with no keepers that's that's typically the way i'm i'm you know looking at things and i'm in this keeper league we do and also a redraft league i like i mix right. it up so all right uh i'm gonna tell you this too i say it to you every time you're on the show if you could uh shorten your answers by three paragraphs got it okay all right uh when would you take the first wide receiver off the board and who would it be with all the news coming out now, it's it's without a doubt, no hesitation, Devontae Adams. Now, I, you can make a case for Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But I'm, I'm definitely going Adams, and I'm taking him ahead of your guy that you just mentioned, uh, Jonathan Taylor, early on in the first round of the draft. He's clearly right in the mid mid to late first round. Elliott or uh, Adams? I, I mean, you like Adams because of consistency, what you just talked about, right? Right, but then you also take— So what number did you say? Five, six— yeah, right, right there at, at, after those big four that we mentioned, okay. and you you don't feel comfortable taking a receiver, then you take Zeke. Zeke's averaged twenty one fantasy points per game in the last four weeks. The, the only game, you know, the year he had a bad year, what fourteen and a half points a game was last year. He's a, he's been over twenty his first three uh, years. So yeah, I'm taking Zeke there, and then that's when I'm starting to really uh, dig my heels into the the three receivers we mentioned with Adams being first. All right, uh, one more question. We'll take a timeout, and then we, we still got a lot more to go and. Mm-hmm. Chandler, Glenn, you can chime in, and if you folks have a question, you can pop it out there. Love talking about players uh, here in late July, August. If you take a wide receiver like Adams or uh, Travis Kelsey in the first round, what running backs are there for you in round two that excite you? Uh, the one because you've done drafts. Have you had yes. a draft where you go receiver and then running back? Correct, hundred. Yes. All right. So who's out there? Austin Eckler. Uh, I've had Nick Chubb fall to me a couple of times. Not typically. Normally, he's a late first rounder. Yeah. But when the run on receivers and Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller go, right. a lot of times he's there. And then we talked about the aforementioned Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So, yeah, they, these are guys that I'm definitely scooping up in the second round. And I feel very comfortable with my wide receiver one uh, between the, the three receivers. And then you also add DeAndre Hopkins in the mix you as just, your top four. You have to lock in 20 per game with that first pick. Well, it sounds like yes. you got to. Yes, if you're you got outside. to, and there are plenty of them to do it. You just can't be afraid to not take a running back in the first round with some of these guys mentioned. And we're going to talk about him after the break. But Antonio Gibson's also the other one I'm taking a lot in the second round. So he, Eckler, and Chubb are the three most coveted ones in the second round, with paired with the wide receiver. I re- I like the idea of Adams or Kelsey, and maybe not Kel- Adams and Eckler, Adams and. Who was the other one you mentioned uh, before Gibson? Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Yes. Like, I I like that setup for the yeah. first two rounds. I if mean, you're outside of the top four, that might be the way to go. Right. Unless you really like one of these other running backs. And and to, to talk about the point of Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey averaged 20.9 fantasy points per game. Derrick Henry averaged 20.8. And yeah. he had 2,000 I mean, yards. You talk about you always talk about you don't win your league with those top picks and everything. I was looking back at the league I won last year. Main reason I won it round six, Stefan Diggs. Right. Like that's it. But I got Kelsey in round two. So you, yeah. Lockett in round five. Like you hit on those guys rather than my first rounder. You know, you know and, and the two that my you first rounder was could, Joe Mixon, who got me zero points basically. <laughs> but and, and the and to your point, the two that could and I'm not saying that you're not gonna win your league with, with Jonathan Taylor or with Saquon Barkley on your team. What I'm saying is 
Jonathan Taylor only did what everybody's projecting him do to, to do in 16 weeks. He only did him in five weeks. Yeah. Uh, and and then you go to Saquon Barkley. He had his, his ACL injury as well as his MCL injury. He doesn't do his surgery until six weeks after the injury, so he's prolonged everything. And they are just wrapping him in bubble paper right now. He, I don't think he's going to play week one. I think they're going to ease him in through the first month of, of the season, and you're not going to get first round. Yeah, you're, you might see him get 25, 30 points in a couple of the games mid-year, but I can tell you now, you are not going to get first round status out of him unless they start him week one, and I just don't see it happen. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll have more. I'm going to... Uh, we got a lot of take your picks. I'll say player A versus player B. We'll get Chandler and Glenn involved in that. What do you do about Michael Thomas? What do you do about Aaron Rodgers and Packers players? CW kind of already answered that one. What do you do about Deshaun Watson? We'll uh, talk about all that and do some take your picks when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. And real quick as we go to break, before his retirement, Florida State President John Thrasher, that's a great name, shared his thoughts on OU and Texas and said, quote, I don't want Florida State to be left behind. I consider us as part of the ACC, but also know that we have a marquee name. Clemson has a marquee name. I think there might be people coming after us. I don't know, but we've got to be prepared no matter what the options are. That is a pretty bold statement. I consider us part of the ACC, but you know what? We're kind of free agents too, if you want to come get us. So this thing's going to be crazy. All right, we'll take a time out, come back. More fantasy football talk after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at Brown and Wood Auto or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Clip, I was just looking at a tweet. Uh, I want to say it was Shefty that put it up there. But uh, no, it was Ken Rosenthal. The Padres are close to acquiring Max Scherzer, according to The Athletic. We'll give Shirley a break. She's had a lot going on, wasn't here. But you just pulled a Chandler. Oh, did I repeat that already? <laughs> Glenn said it last segment. Oh, well, I wasn't here for last segment. Yeah, that, I, technically. Look, you get a break. You, you I, get I a, came uh, in midway through. The bad part is that I'm here for every segment, and I still repeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking uh, fantasy football this hour. we got Troy D. Touchdown, Tony Collins. We'll have more on the realignment and just new stuff coming out every minute regarding that. Uh, we'll do that in hour three. But uh, fantasy football right now. All right, quick question, CW. If you go, you didn't like the receive, the running backs in round one. So you get Adams or Kelsey, one of those guys. You get into round two, and you're like, man, I'm just going to go receiver, receiver here. And you grab, I don't know, Hopkins, Diggs, whoever's there. Who's left in round three to be your running back number one? How bad of a situation are you in at that point? Yeah, that's typically not the situation you want to be in. I guess the only way that might pan out is if 
as you pointed out there, you, you happen to get Devontae Adams, who I think will end up being wide receiver number one, and somehow another Diggs. Adams Diggs is it, tough. But but if that happens and you're into the it is and, and at the end of the and you do have two number one guys who are going to score touchdowns and good offenses and and they've done it over the last four three of the last four years. Having said that, I I, I certainly wouldn't uh, say that that would be my my way to go just because of what you just said. The third you, round running backs do, are not good. Are you? I mean, are we out of the Dobbins, Swift, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs? Yeah, and and, and yeah, you, when you start talking about how good your wide receivers are going to be, and and I totally get that. Yes, you're going to win that battle versus people every every week. Having said that, I do think starting at the right around the maybe not the beginning of the turn of round three, but at least at rounds pick four or five, in, or excuse me, pick four or five in round three, you're talking about a dead zone of some of these running backs. Running backs like J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, when they are your lead backs, I, I, I don't take the zero running back theory, which is I think what some people like to do when they take two wide receivers and possibly a tight end in the first three rounds. All right. Uh, what do you do about Michael Thomas? By the time we have drafts going on, there's going to be more news. You're going to have more of a zero date where he's going to come back. But as of right now, what is he? It it sounds like it's October. He's also got maybe November. Look, Jameis, you, look, you went through the Jameis experience. He yes. can light it up. He can put up 500 yards. He can also throw it to the other team. So, how big of a factor is it? Even an upgrade from Drew Brees' weak arm? Statistically, there were before if Michael Thomas had been had been in and, and Alvin Kamara healthy. They were talking about how this is actually a statistical upgrade. Maybe not in the win column for New Orleans. But, but for, fantasy, for fantasy, we like it. Yeah. But now your number one receiver is Traquan Smith. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not buying, other than Alvin Kamara, any of the New Orleans Saints. I'm just, I'm not. They're, they're going to okay. regress heavily. I think they're going to finish last in the NFC uh, South. And I think they're just going to take a step back and regroup and, and come back next year. I, I, other than Kamara, who I think they're, that will be... The one guy, you know, the, the good statistical player on a bad team. Besides him, I don't think I'm touching any New Orleans Saints. If the draft, if your draft is today, where do you take Deshaun Watson? If we're talking about an 18-round draft and I, I don't like my backup quarterback, I may sneak him in as my last pick, second to last pick. Oh, really? The, that, the problem it. with guys like – and yes, you're talking about your last pick. You're talking about your, your second to last pick. That's not going to probably you know keep you from winning a league either. But we're, we're talking about a suspension that you it, – it, it's inevitable, right? You, even Ben Roethlisberger went through a lot of this, and he was suspended, what, six games, I think? Uh, and he didn't do nearly as much as what uh, they claimed for him to do, and he got almost a third of the season or close to it. So yeah. I just don't see him playing a lot of games. There's a good chance he's going to get traded. Uh, the two teams I would look at are Miami and Philadelphia based on the, the draft capital that they have and the quarterback situations that they're currently in. But even then, you're talking about joining a team midseason plus the suspension. I just don't see how Deshaun Watson is going to have any kind of value. Now, if you're talking about dynasty and keeper leagues, I would keep hold on to him. Yeah. Um, and, and that could be something where you could actually get some trade value out of him if somebody's willing to, you know, take him on for a year and have him sit. Well, really, too, like, I guess you could draft a backup quarterback, but buys don't start until whatever week. So. Right. Just have him as your second guy, and if you have to drop him at some point, yeah, then you could cut him. Just pick another guy. But I, but I certainly wouldn't draft him in a situation where you're looking at players that you feel like would fill a need. Yeah. You're really shooting for the last couple of rounds, if that. All right, let's go uh, take your pick. Uh, yep. Chandler, Glenn, and myself will answer first, and then you'll give us the quote-unquote correct answer, the expert answer. 
All right, Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott, Glenn, who would you rather have in 2021? Russ, but I think it's going to be a comeback year for Dak and Zeke and the Cowboys. You think Russ has more points, though, than Dak? I just think Russ has better receivers. Arguable, but they both have great cores to uh, to throw to. You're going just, to Russ. Yeah, I mean, I, I just Reluctantly. think Russ has a better arm and has better receivers ultimately. The point, though, to all these are to make them tough. Sure. There shouldn't sure. be an easy answer. So, who would you take, Chandler? Well, at first, I was thinking Russell Wilson. I like DK Metcalf, but when you look at Dak Prescott, he's got um, Ezekiel Elliott, who hopefully is going to also have a comeback year, uh, who can get passes out of the backfield. Uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb had a great year last year. I think he could build off of that. Uh, hopefully, he he doesn't have a sophomore slump year. Uh, and then Amari Cooper is also another weapon for Dak Prescott. So, to me, I think Dak Prescott is my pick. I'm kind of with Glenn. I'm going to go Russ by a little bit just because of Lockett and Metcalf and the rushing yards that he can get where I don't know how much running is Dak going to do coming off that injury. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you got, CW? I'll start with it. what you said. Yeah, let's go quickly segue. here. We're running yeah. out of time. Kellen Moore already said he's not going to change what Dak Prescott does. Uh if you were to take the first six weeks of the season, Dak Prescott's the number one quarterback in all of fantasy. If you project that the rest of the season, even ahead of Josh Allen, who ended up they were playing one. these crazy shootout games every week, right? With Dak. And and their defense is marginally better, but not significantly enough to where they're just going to hold on to the ball and run Zeke uh, you know, into the ground. So no, it's not even question. Dak Prescott's going to, in my opinion, be the number three fantasy all uh, right. quarterback. Glenn, uh, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't even know. This is probably not a good one. Now it's not a question. Yeah. Is this a blowout, CW? No, it's very close. In fact, they're, they're very they're very close together right now in the ADP. That's why I and, put and, them up yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. And and your ADP may be where they're averaging what they've been drafting since May 1st and, and not knowing about Aaron Rodgers. Right. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers had 48 touchdowns last year. I, I don't know. He, is he going to do that again with one receiver? I, you know, I don't see that happening. I, there's got to be some kind of regression there. I don't care what Randall Cobb brings to the table at this point. Tom Brady has Antonio Brown for the entire season. O.J. Howard for the entire season. Two, two guys he did not have for 16 weeks. So, no, it's not a crazy idea to think that Tom Brady will not surpass Rodgers. I would take Rodgers marginally thin. But it's closer than you think. All right, Glenn, Matthew Stafford or Ryan Tannehill? Stafford. I mean, Chandler. I'm going Tanny. Wow. Okay. I'm super high on Stafford this year. Love his coach, love his weapons. I watched the Rams play the Washington football team last year and thought to myself, how does this team not score 38 points a game? And it was because of Jared Goff. They have everything else there. They did lose a running back, and Cam Akers takes a hit, but. I love Stafford this year. I would go him over Tannehill. Yeah, and it depends on which offense you believe in. Both of them are actually starting with new offensive coordinators this year. Arthur Smith going to Atlanta, so both of them are playing in a new offense. Well, I like Sean McVay's offense yes. more than Mike Vrabel's. Right. How about that? And I how feel about like J- they punched whatever running back they want to in that lineup, so the Cam Akers situation doesn't really hurt I mean, all Henderson's that much. I mean, Henderson's played some, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not a bad guy. And, yeah. and let's also consider the fact that you've got – uh, a 2,000-yard rusher sitting behind Ryan Tannehill, they're going to still run the ball. So, yeah, I like I like Matt Stafford there. All right, to running backs we go. Um, probably We already answered this one. Ezekiel Elliott yes. over Nick Chubb. Yes. Okay. Uh, Antonio Gibson or Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Oh, we're going around the room. Going around the room, yep. Uh, Glenn likes Clyde. Yeah, I like Clyde in that situation. Yeah, I like Hilaire. I'm super concerned about Washington's offensive line. Um, I'm going to go Clyde here over my guy. 
Yeah, the the biggest issue to me I have for Gibson, and, and it's it's not it's a, not a large one, is is that turf toe. I'm a little worried that he can get through 16 weeks. Um, JD McKissick still has a role. Uh, he only had 20 fantasy points in two of his 14 games last year, uh, being Antonio Gibson. So it is a little bit tough for me to to settle on that. I will say this: Clyde Edwards-Helaire is one of only uh, a few running backs who could do the following. So Sean Alexander. Uh, Steven Jackson, Deuce McAllister, Larry Johnson, and that's be the fantasy MVP in the second year of Andy Reid's uh, tenure. So there are people, running backs, who can do this in their year two. Year one doesn't look so good. Out of the 50 running backs in the first round and two, since 2000, he ranks 20th. It's not so good. You're but talking the guys about I just mentioned, MVP? league MVP or no. fantasy MVPs, okay. who are arguably the best you know fantasy football in player their second year. in their second year. All okay. of those guys have done it. Well, Antonio Gibson could do that too. Absolutely. <laughs> Which All offense right. do you prefer though? Um, yeah, you're going to ask me a gonna, rhetorical okay, question. Okay. Um, all right, let's get ugly. Sometimes you got to get in the mud, boys. Let's get dirty. It's not. It doesn't feel good either way, but David Montgomery or Miles Sanders? I mean, <laughs> history makes me want to take Montgomery, but I know that he's banged up all the time, so I probably got to take Sanders, I guess. This is really ugly. Man, would it's I, ugly. Would it be embarrassing for me to say that I don't even know who Miles Sanders is? Who's Miles Sanders? Philadelphia running back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember him now. I'm still going with uh, who's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> well said. All right. Um, I'm going Montgomery. You have one player who scored 15 fantasy points or more twice versus one guy who didn't five the last five weeks and seven times total. I feel like Sanders is more exciting than David Montgomery. Yeah. But that doesn't mean much for fantasy points. You worry about Jalen Hurts a little bit? No. Running the ball? Not right now. No. Don't have time. Uh, Let's get another break in. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk receivers. Got some good ones here, Uh, including DJ Moore. I got got one y'all can think about. At a certain point in time, these were like top five, top like 15 overall guys, Beckham and Juju Smith-Schuster, and now they're being drafted very close to one another. Easy for me. It's an easy call, easy call. for CW. Probably the easiest one on the page. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, we got more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. To hour two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Breadbanks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, talking fantasy football. A few more minutes to go. We got to go lightning round here to wrap up the hour. We're doing take your pick. So, Glenn, uh, DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown in 2021? Who do you go with? 
DK because he has a better quarterback. Mm, okay. AJ Brown. All right. Um, I'm going to go AJ Brown. CW. They la- they la- they're less than a point per game last year. It's 11.8, 12.2. So it's so close. But I'm probably going to go with DK Metcalf here only for the mere fact that, as you pointed out, the better quarterback. And he had the bigger games, uh, believe it Definitely. or not. Because A.J. Brown had some big ones, too. Yeah. Uh, all right, a split down the middle. That's how this is supposed to go. Uh, Robert Woods or Cooper Cup? They are teammates. Which one do you prefer in the Rams offense? I like Cup because I think he gets more passes underneath. Yeah, I like Cup, too. Um, I just think he gets volume over what Woods would get. If these two are there, Stafford, give me uh, Cooper Cup. I'm the only one taking Woods here, and I'm only doing that because Cup's recent success has come from touchdowns, and that's the one of more volatile stats in, in, in fantasy football. And and I just think Robert Woods at this point has become a better player as he's when he was traded uh, from Buffalo. He's actually gotten better as as each year has gone along. So I, I like Woods better by slim margin. All right, Glenn, Amari Cooper or DJ Moore? Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Chandler, the quarterback's has, better. Chandler's <laughs> never picked uh, against the Panther, and I'm not right now. DJ Moore, I'm gonna go with DJ Moore. I like and, and the receptions thing. You think he's just gonna get more attempts? They like just force feed him the ball, yeah. basically. And right? he, he just literally goes up and he can grab anything. But a lot of maybe a lot of that last year was because McCaffrey was not quite the weapon that he was prior to. True, you know, he was out for a few weeks or whatever, so yeah. you had some fill in there. I'm going DJ Moore, CW. I'll take Amari Cooper, but I'm going to do it holding my breath simply because of Amari Cooper's injury. If it wasn't for the injury right now that he has, which is minor, but still could linger, it'd be Cooper, no question, in the better offense. And when you don't have somebody like uh, McCaffrey taking all the uh, the pass catching. All right. Uh, finally, for receivers, Odell Beckham Jr. or Juju Smith-Schuster? Once uh, two guys taking very high in drafts, now sliding due to performance and injury. OBJ. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Juju. I can't trust Beckham at all at this point. I, and where you're getting him in these drafts, it's probably it's not the end of the world if it's a bust like it was if you drafted him first or second I mean, round. I feel like the same way for Juju though. I mean, it's, it's I, a similar I know, position. I know. I, I think it's just. I just on trust Baker. I trust pr- Baker more than I do Ben. On principle, I'm not drafting Beckham. Give me Juju. I know you're gonna say Beckham by a landslide juju all the way so wow. Wow. so here's a guy who was 15 in targets last year in the tower of nfl he was seventh in receptions eighth in touchdowns this is last year which was one of his worst statistical years yeah i guess it was all about what you expected and he didn't and, and the thing is a lot of people are looking at deontay johnson and, and claypool but i could tell you right now johnson's probably gonna lead the team in targets but juju's been the most consistent player on that team for the last several years so no i'm going with juju there. wow Easy. all right uh tight end after travis kelsey and george kittle do you go uh who do you take before you take the rookie kyle pitts if anyone well what right now let's go ahead and, and say george kittle with his injury you don't even really want to take him th- uh, second you really want darren waller there darren waller had, had over 100 targets last year over 100 catches nine touchdowns i like waller two kittle three i'm going to pump the brakes on kyle pitts and i'll tell you why if you were to take his stats as a rookie and have the breakout rookie year that everybody's saying, Jeremy Shockey has led every rookie, 894 yards, two touchdowns, is the best statistical rookie year anyone's ever had. That would put him ninth 
last year in the NFL, mm. just a, behind Logan Thomas and Rob Gronkowski. So you're talking about, in order for him just to get into the top 10 of last year, he would have to break every rookie record in tight end history. Interesting. All right, so what are but the But is names? he really a tight end, though? That's a good point. That's a great with, point. With Julio gone, they're going to split him point. out wide. This is yeah. not Kyle Brady right. being drafted to the Jets. This is right. Atlanta without Julio needing a big number one to go down the field. I still think he's going to finish in the top six, but I'm certainly not taking him right after Kittle. I think I'm going to pump the brakes on Kelsey that Kittle or Kelsey Waller Kittle. Uh, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yep. With, the, what about Hoover Hawkinson in a new environment? Hawkinson's probably going to lead the team in targets, maybe finish second in targets. If it's he's not Hawkinson, then we're looking at Kyle Pitts. Correct. Okay. But they've just he's, got no Kyle wide receivers. Quarterback now. They have no wide receivers on that team. None. Yeah, sure. All right, and uh, finally, if you miss out on tight end early, you wait uh, a little later in the draft, Noah Fant or Logan Thomas, two big targets uh, with their teams. I've seen Logan Thomas do it last year. Now, granted, I don't think they're going to get he's going to get as many targets with Curtis Samuel there, uh, you know, scooping up some of the talk. McLaurin getting a little bit better. Having said that, I don't really love Denver's offense minus Javante Williams. I'm going to stay away from Fant there, and I'm going to take Logan Thomas at that point. They just signed an extension to him. I think they're ready to go with him. You didn't even mention Jerry Judy in Denver. I mean, he's totally almost fallen off the uh, face of the earth. I, I was going like. to do a Cortland Sutton versus Jerry Judy, but CW told me not to. You said there's not all the time left. There's not. I'll take Cortland <laughs> Sutton there. I think I'm going to go Fant. I always try to get a guy before the breakout. I'm not saying he's going to break out. They have a very bad quarterback situation there, but... I'm, I would take Fant, and I, just, I kind of agree with you. I don't think Logan Thomas is going to have the number uh, numbers that he had. And how did ago. Teddy Bridgewater do last year with, with in Carolina with the tight end? I, tight I just don't were, see him. Yeah, they didn't have t- a tight end. They didn't have one. Ian Thomas was just yeah. not – he was not he was not there. Even in New Orleans, I didn't see uh, Bridgewater doing a whole lot of dump down to the tight end. So, for whatever no. reason, that's not his uh, – he, didn't, he didn't practice that along with the two-minute drill in Carolina. Yeah. CW, we're out of time. Great stuff as always, man. Enjoyed it. Enjoy your trip next to week. Canton. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll get you on have more fantasy football uh, talk next week. All right. Glenn Chandler, thanks for uh, chiming in as well. Mm-hmm. All right. When we return, hour three of Pirate Radio Live, Troy D and Touchdown. Tony Collins going to join us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. That is on the way right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. The Tarboro River Bandits are back. Come experience the best collegiate baseball around this summer. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit TarboroRiverBandits.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. ENS Hemp Company is the premier CBD store in the area. ENS Hemp has helped hundreds of people with joint pain, anxiety, insomnia, and more. ENS only sells the safest, purest, and most beneficial hemp products on the market. Visit them today on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here. Touchdown Tony Collins here. Troy D here as we are packed on a Thursday. Gentlemen, good to see y'all. Good to see you on a hot Thursday in Greenville, North Carolina. Calls for a double fisting of the drinks, Clip Rock. And you are going large Gatorade. I am going large uh, Gatorade Zero. This is the lemon lime and a large unsweet tea. That's a 32 ounce or it's a 32 ounce. This is a uh, 
How big is this thing? I think it is 32 ounces. That's a lot of water. This is a 32 ounce Gatorade. That's a lot for you, Troy. Yeah. And this is probably what? That's a 32 ounce probably tea right there. <laughs> Tony, I'm, what's I'm you, going uh, 64 ounces on the show today. What you drinking over there, Tony? Water. Some ice cold water? Yes. I'm, uh, Clip, uh, you going diet, dude? We're going DMD. I like that. Here for hour three. Yeah. All right. For everybody. We got the, a ton to talk about. Man. Uh, what with an exciting the, time in sports. The realignment. Everything that happened last night that's come out, some new stuff coming out today. I love this conference realignment talk clip. I love it. I love the it. chaos, and I love the big guys are getting worried now. I loved it last night. Last night was a great night uh, to follow what was happening. And uh, we'll get into the details of it. Also, make you a winner this hour. Open up the booty bag. We'll talk some NFL as well. Training camp is here. We'll hear uh, Tony's old quarterback, Tom Brady. Yeah. This is an old piece of audio, but we'll... Well, it's not that old. When you say old, I think like a year old. This was like a week or so ago, right? Anyway, some old audio coming up <laughs> from when Tampa Bay went to the White Yo, House. When did they go? When did they go to the White House? It's old, very last old week. news at this. Yeah, point. it was yeah. last week. I know, but I wanted. Do you know how much has happened last, since last week? Is week? old, Troy. Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC. We can bump the audio. It was a sixty-second piece. I wanted to play for Tony. I thought he'd like it. If we don't have time, we don't have to get to it. But when you say old, like you know, I thought you meant like two years old. So it was just last week. We just hadn't got to it yet. We'll play some very recent audio. <laughs> Shocking audio from Tom Brady uh, and his visit to the White House, and uh, Tony. We'll see if Tony's over Tom Brady winning the like. You know, are you over it? How do you feel? I was about happy that? for him. No, you weren't. You yes, were, I was. I, I was absolutely happy. I, for I never him. heard you bad mouth. To, uh, I was Brady. absolutely happy for him. I was. For I really. still. Is I, it not a weird position? Like you're okay? Absolutely not. I mean, I met the guy. He's a great guy. So I mean, you know, I, okay. I'm, I'm a Tom Brady fan. When'd All you right. meet him? Uh, up in uh, New England. Oh man, I should have gone with you that time. <laughs> Where'd you think? I would have loved. To, oh, I didn't know. I would have loved. He was at Parker's one day. <laughs> Tom Brady's like a guy I like to hang out with and meet. I think. Oh, he's a guy. He you seems wanna, like a fun guy. He's a guy you want to party with. Too. No, like he seems now that you got him away from Belichick, he's a little looser now. Oh man, like, hey, wait, 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 I'm not wait, saying I can be as Gronk, but I think I'm somewhere in between him you, and Gronk. Let me tell you, when, when Brady was with Belichick. At a party, he's the life of a party. Oh, man. Well, maybe, like to, uh, he's a good guy. Maybe that's man. why he's cracking jokes at the White House, which we'll yeah. hear in a moment. All it's right. old audio clip. We don't need to run it. I agree, uh, but <laughs> we'll run it anyway. How about Mike Oresco with the flex? I love it. Yeah, we're going to get to that, too. I know. we got to get to a break. I'm just got to get to a break. Well, hit the bumper music. Shirley, hit us. <laughs> we got realignment, Tom Brady, NFL training camp. What else? <laughs> we got, I don't know, tons of stuff. For late man. July. This is a busy time. Like, it's almost a, football yeah. season, baby. Normally, we'd just be phoning it in for late July. This is not a phone in. Plenty this is all hands on deck. Report to your b- assignments. <laughs> well said. Whatever they say. <laughs> all right, we'll be back. This is not you. a drill. You, hey, you ain't been in the Marisa. I know. <laughs> but I've played it on video. Hey, watch Full Metal Jacket last <laughs> yeah. night. I played Black Ops on Xbox. Okay, there you go. Uh, We'll be back with you with a packed hour three of Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. The Tarboro River Bandits are back. Come experience the best collegiate baseball around this summer. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit TarboroRiverBandits.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and the Tarboro River Bandits are back. You can come experience the best collegiate baseball around this summer. They're only 20 minutes from Greenville, and the River Bandits have a beautiful stadium, family, and kid-friendly atmosphere, great food and drink specials, plus the coldest beer in the east. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit TarboroRiverBandits.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for riding along with us today. Troy D is in the house as is touchdown Tony Collins. In the house, baby. Rocking the NFL alumni shirt today. In the house, baby. Any viral videos since the last time we talked? We talked now, we talked to you last week, and then the next day I saw the Sports Center segment, Tony. Very impressive. That was awesome. Thank we you. Posted that on our social media. Thank you. You're right. I, first of all, Sports Center moves pretty quickly. They did they spent four or five minutes on uh, Unicorn Tony. <laughs> I was blown away. I thought you were like, no, they're gonna edit that thing down. You know, that was your interview with them, but yeah. they'll use like twenty seconds of it. Yeah. Damn, they didn't use the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. That was cool. Yeah. Did you get a lot of feedback on that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, got a lot of feedback. Probably some old friends saw you, wondering what yeah, Tony was up yeah. to. People calling me like yeah, that. I just saw you on TV. <laughs> I remember Tony back in the nineties, back in the club. That, that was, wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> now he's in the backyard doing crazy stuff. I saw a lot of tweets about that too. Replies like, that's not the Tony Collins from the Patriots, is it? That can't be that guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and there were some Tony for real that were like, "Wow, awesome to see that smile again!" Like you still got a lot of fans out there up yeah, in the, uh, man, it was the northeast. Good. It, was it was pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, pretty can, cool. can we break the big news that we talked about before the show? Well, yeah, I mean, that... it's not official, official. But all right, well, yeah, so this is unofficially, make, 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 unofficially make, official. Yeah, we made the cut. How, all right, remember when Tony was last here? He was being interviewed to make an even bigger show. Well, he made the cut on this show today, so congratulations. <laughs> yeah, there you say that. But some other news. You're Troy. parlaying your media experience at Pirate Radio into an experience. Now, I thought we had the exclusive rights with Tony. We're going to have to talk to yeah, our yeah, legal team about this. Uh, we have an NIL deal with you currently. This is, we're going to have to consult our legal counsel on this. Uh, but if we can work it out, Tony. Okay, we got to work it out. Tony Collins could be appearing on the Steve Harvey show. Wow. Yeah, coming yeah, soon. We made the cut. That's the daytime yeah. show. The daytime. Yeah, show. now I've worked not, during the day, so I don't a, get to see it. But yeah. I will watch. I will D, DVR that episode with there you. There you go. Not family the, feud. Uh, do you have the details on that channel, Tom? I've never seen the Steve. I've only I, I, seen. I, I, I don't even know what. Uh, I'm guessing WB. Comes I'm on. guessing WB or CW. I, I, I know it's a national. All right, hold on. Channel. What do you guys guess before you look? I'm saying it's like one of those channels. It could be on like WNCT potentially. Yeah, I'm channel thinking one nine. of the local channels. Yeah. But it's, it's a syndicated national Yeah, it's show. like a 3.30, 4 o'clock yeah, show Yeah, it's one like of those that. deals. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But that'll be, you know, you probably took the place of Ellen, maybe. Isn't she gone? They were I, think well, I think Ellen's still going. No, Unfortunately, I they... uh, all I see is the Steve Harvey show, his sitcom. I don't think Tony's going to be on the sitcom. Yeah. So I got to find the, uh, the other show. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Well, when you get the details of that, Tony. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely let you know. Yeah. That's cool. I like Steve Hart. I think he's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, pretty, pretty funny guy. Yeah. Well, that's another guy you can introduce me to. Okay, there you go. Him and Tom Brady. Let's keep the list going. <laughs> you waiting on me? Back to you, Cliff. All right. Uh, I will steer this ship. Troy D, wild night last night, just following along what was happening in the conference realignment news. And boy, did it feel great. I, I tweeted it out, but... 
to be the screwer yeah. rather than the screwy. Uh, interesting way to put it, and that's kind of how I felt too. I didn't word it like that, but I do. Uh, I, I totally agree with the way you felt. ECU and the American have always gotten the short end of the stick. Yep. And it's kind of nice to see them. And look, listen, I don't encourage this in real life to people, but we have been bullied for a long, long time in the world of college football. Us, the conference, you know what I'm talking about. Always being, you know, put, put belittled, put down. All the schools left out of the the power. It's conference. nice to see Mike Oresco and the AAC and with their media partner ESPN, you know what, do a little bullying on their own. And they see blood in the water with the Big 12. The only reason the Big 12 is together right now is because OU and Texas stayed in. If they leave, the Big 12 basically implodes. The American, you could make a case, is a stronger conference than what's left in the Big 12. The American is the one that should do the poaching. They are the ones that should be the sharks in the water, sensing blood, going in for the kill shot. The American looks like it's doing that with the help of Mike Oresco and ESPN, and I love it! It's great to have. We all love ESPN now, right? We've hated it for years. And Finally, now, it's to our advantage to be yeah. partnered with ESPN. We love ESPN. Yeah. Thank you, ESPN. Um, so, Troy, I found it hilarious earlier today. There was a story on ESPN.com about Bob Bowlesby from the Big 12 saying that the ESPN has conspired. And here's the, here's the story. Big 12 alleges ESPN trying to destabilize the league. Uh, this is on ESPN.com. Right. ESPN. This is really getting wild, like Matrix wild on how they report on this stuff. Now. I did find it interesting. They just popped up the Associated Press story. Yeah. Rather than someone from ESPN writing a story. Yeah. Now ESPN does have a story, Troy. Uh, ESPN is reporting on ESPN.com that ESPN responds to Big 12 letter accusing the network and says they have bolstered their response. Um, they said there is nothing to the cease and desist. They have engaged in no wrongful conduct. So ESPN right. now going back at the Big 12 saying this is all baseless. But, my, but Mike Oresco, as commissioner, can do what he wants. And he can talk to whoever he wants to. True. And, and if he's got the – it's kind of like and the agent uh, – uh, the player never talked to the team, but the agent might have talked to the team or the coach didn't – I didn't talk to anybody. I'm a head coach. And, the, and, the and Bob Bowlesby, I don't think, has mentioned Mike Oresco or the Amer- – maybe the American, but not Mike Oresco right. by name. His problem was with ESPN. Right trying to help behind the scenes get teams to go from the Big 12 to the American or at least form some type of merge. And look, these conversations probably do happen. Yeah. And I don't care one bit like all this all the hypocrisy with it. Bob Bowlesby crying about this hurting his businesses after he's been on top of the mountain hurting yeah. other schools. Right. Is, see, see, is it's hilarious to me. Typical. You know, it's okay if he's doing Sure. if he's screwing you over. Yes. But the minute, oh, someone's going to get me, cry baby. Yep. Typical bully. Yep. The minute you punch them back in the face, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, they're in a corner. And you know what? Maybe it's time the Big 12 gets punched in the face. There's a new captain now, and it's called the American. Captain American. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Collins, your thoughts? I love the memes, by the way. Tony, how much are you... And again, if you did read these stories every day, it's still kind of hard to figure out what all's happening. All we know for sure, Texas and Oklahoma have said, we're not going to extend our grant of rights after 2025. We're out of the Big 12. Right. We're going to the SEC. And how many millions they got to pay to get out of there? Like millions and well, millions. Well, only if they leave early. Which if, they still could. They could, but if they leave, if they just let their contract expire okay. 2012, they don't pay anything. Yeah. yeah. 
Now that's a long time from now. I know. Four, four years. Four Every, years from now. I predict Lincoln Riley won't be at Oklahoma anymore. I agree. Texas coach won't be there. Sarkeesian. He'll, uh, so like everything's going to be different then. I, you know, they might leave before then. Uh, but since that's come out, the question has been, and I got to tell you, Troy, I was very skeptical the American could be the the hammer here. I thought they'd be the nail instead of the hammer. Right. But with ESPN in their corner, it appears that indeed Oresco is trying to put together a group of teams from the Big 12 to join the AAC to keep them strong, keep them together, yeah. and to add some really good schools. And I don't want some of those garbage teams in the Big 12. You know, if we're going to pick I'm, them apart, let's pick the best ones. Let's get, let's what, what, let's what, really what, pick what, them apart. What, let's what, let's what, leave what, the garbage and take the good ones. What's a garbage team in the Big 12? That's a good question. I'd love what's to hear what's it. What's a garbage team in well, the Big 12? We'll have that discussion later. I just like Do you know the teams but, but, in the Big 12? But, but, but I'm saying. I don't want Iowa State. Mostly, mostly. Do you? Mostly all the teams. They're a top 10 preseason football team. Oh, I don't want to get on iowa <laughs> leave them i tell you what i'm not being picky at all i don't, I, I don't think we could go wrong with uh, some big 12 teams no. joining us man I'm, i i don't see how, how we can i go say wrong. you take the best of the rest which is who so we can get our butts beat for three or four years in a row it's not about that tony it's about having money to fund yeah, our about about an extra, still, maybe we get an extra 15 million dollars a year by getting the right teams I don't. Know. I don't know. I, I think any team from the from the uh, Big Twelve would would be uh, good I'm, for us. I'm being facetious. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, not in a spot to be picky at this point. But man, how awesome would it be to to keep what we have together and to add those teams and to be a player in all, and all. And if the Big Twelve was gone, yeah. Mike Oresco is truly would be his power. Six, he American would be a Power Five conference. He he just got the vision rid of, has yeah. become a reality. He actually moved in. Forget Power Six. He moved into the five. Correct, because he deleted one of them. Right. You got to get rid of that Power Six crap, Mike. Unreal. How because, many teams do we have in America right now? We have eleven, 11? football. Yeah, yeah. So, so you could go. You could add five. I would like to add five. Yeah. Go all the way to sixteen, huh? Yeah. That's what the SEC is doing. Yeah. Wow. And Why we. Not? copy everything they do every yeah, that's what whatever the sec does we do <laughs> if the sec walks off a cliff the american walks off a cliff we do we mirror ourselves as a, we ought to be the little sec it's, it's not a bad it's not a bad uh, conference to mirror we're the mirror image of them just smaller we ought to be the ces conference sec added a added texas we'll take texas tech yeah you know it would just southeastern conference will be the conference of the south oklahoma baylor's close to there we'll take baylor yeah, so we'll uh I don't know, man. Uh, look, we are talking about basketball doesn't come up in any of these discussions. Baylor just won the national championship yeah, in yeah. basketball. Kansas has a pretty good program. Kansas, I've heard of their program They're decent. Before. So, like, that is, uh, yeah. you know, that's something you're adding as well if you are able to. Somebody yeah. put together Troy. I don't want Kansas State. We already, we're the purple team. We don't need any more purple teams. No K-State? Yeah. So, I ruled them out for that. All right. Um, Sorry, I'll, Wildcats. I'll have to pull this up. You don't want to go to Manhattan? Not that Manhattan? Kansas. Um, yeah. The uh somebody put together this. If you take the Big Twelve, add Army, you get a twenty team super conference with pretty like, I kinda like it. Geographically actually. split Jeez. divisions. You've got that East Carolina, sense. UCF, South Florida, Tulane, Memphis. Southeast Conference. You've got uh in the Northeast, Cincinnati, Navy, Temple, West Virginia, Army. Yeah. Northwest, Iowa State, Kansas. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Tulsa. Yeah. And then your Texas conference is Houston, SMU, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor. When you look at the map like that, it, it makes sense, actually. It's spread out thousands of miles. But, yeah. like, right if here. If you look at it regionally and like yeah. the pods that a lot of 
these conferences are talking about doing now. Even the SEC is talking about doing it in a pod yeah. system. It could work. And heck, if you didn't throw Army in there and can get another one, Troy, we're a lot closer actually to Navy, Temple, yeah. West Virginia, Cincinnati. Isn't but. it amazing just how the tide has turned? How like and uh, how every option is on the table too. And, and when you look at what they're doing for postseason and how they're opening that up to really have Talking more about access, going 12, games, twelve teams. Yeah, and it would open it up for a t- if ECU was to run the table, they'd be in the they'd be in the big dance, so to speak. Uh, where right now that teams that have run the table in our conference have been shut out. The, opening up the postseason and possibly strengthening the American. It's, it's incredible what, yeah. how, how much just changed in just the past month or two. Now, we're on a high right now. How confident are you that this is actually all going to happen? <laughs> oh, I think things are going to happen. I think there'll be more twists and turns that none of us can predict right now. And I think as we go through this, uh, there will be unintended consequences. There'll be some good things. There'll be bad things. But I, absolutely, this is the most happen. positive I've felt about East Carolina's position yeah. since all this came now, out. Now, the, the Big 12, obviously, just by the way they're acting publicly, with, with what's the guy's name? Bowlesby? Bob Bowlesby. Did you see a signature, by the way, on the cease and desist letter? It looked like nutty. The guy should be fired just for the way he signs his name. But anyway, <laughs> we have a, I a Bob Bowlesby cut that we ran back in the day. If he, he is that emotional, and irrational and like uh, desperate publicly like with this letter and what he's saying in the media can you imagine what he's thinking behind closed doors he's gotta be freaking the f out you know and Oresco's like the end of scarface sitting in his chair Oresco's not talking to anybody yeah hadn't said a word you can't get to him and he is just pushing the buttons behind the scenes with the big cigar puppet master laughing his behind off i love it I, I, this audio, I'm on Team Oresco with this This one. audio is going to come back to haunt us. Oh, yeah. It's all going to change. <laughs> Watch the American completely implode. We're partying today, yeah. and like, it's going to be totally Tomorrow. different. Eight teams from the American have left for the Big 12. <laughs> East Carolina <laughs> joins uh, Chowan. Uh, <laughs> Troy, when I say anything is on the table, that's not just me talking. That Look. The outgoing president of Florida State, John Thrasher. That's a cool name. Florida State, pretty well-known program. Current member of the ACC. Yeah, and very happy there. Yeah. And will be there forever. Yeah. He said, quote, I don't want Florida State to be left behind. I consider us as part of the ACC, but I also know that we have a marquee name. Clemson has a marquee name. I think there might be people coming after us. I don't know, but we've got to get prepared no matter what the options are. Say that publicly, by the way. This yeah. is not behind closed doors. Now, he is the outgoing. He's Before his retirement, he said this. But either way, he's saying it out to everyone yes. that, yeah, we're in a conference right now. It doesn't mean that we won't jump to another league. Hey, hey, There's SEC. no loyalty at all anymore. Don't forget about us if you're expanding now. Your friend's down here in Florida. Unbelievable. Like, what if North Carolina or somebody, you know, came out and said this? Well, and should the SEC look at Florida State? That's a natural fit right there if they're going to expand. And should they expand to more than 16 teams? Maybe I mean, they go to a what's, eight, what's their maybe end they game go to, to have eight, their own league? Like their perhaps own? yes. Well, if that's the case, yeah, you take the ace, take every team. You, you you cherry pick the best teams out of whatever conference you want that are willing to go, like the ACC, and then you form maybe you form a 20 team super conference. Wow. I don't know. There's no rules on it. Right. They're doing what and they you want. Have ten on each side. SEC is making the rules. Correct. So, and they're big enough and they're strong enough that people, if you get an invite to the SEC, are you turning it down, Clip Rock? Hell no. If you're in the ACC but you go to the SEC and make SEC money, 
Yeah, you can do okay in the ACC, no, but the well, ACC's what if, next level. What if you're North Carolina and you're like the 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 old head in the ACC, you're, you're the blue blood? I don't think they jump. I don't know. I, I think see, they I could stay see, and try to I be the big dog. I could see NC State taking the offer. I could see that to get away from – to be the only North Carolina school yeah. in the SEC? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be willing to talk to them at East Carolina if they were interested. So you're only, not uh, to be the only. I'm not saying we have to be Big Twelve. I'm saying I, you should. We should entertain the SEC. Maybe they want to be more than 16 teams. Maybe they would like the entire North Carolina market. Somehow this made Troy even cockier overnight. <laughs> We're turning down K State. You think the ACC will want us though? I don't screw the ACC. I got yeah, bigger yeah. pictures Troy than them. SEC. We either enhance the American or we go to the SEC. We pick apart. The Why? Big 12, like Why? vultures, and you take what so you we, want. So we want to go to the SEC and get money, but get our butts beat for about Well, that's three a negative attitude, Clip. With that you. attitude, yeah, we're going to. I'm Thank God you're you, not coach. I'm just telling you the facts, bro. Come but on. But, Tony, that's why, right now. that's why the Texas-Oklahoma thing, from a competitive standpoint, makes no sense. I know. I understand it's that. It's not about that at all. Like, the coaches aren't making this decision. No. It's, it's the administrators. It's about the money oh. and the exposure. It's this next level. It's the step up for those guys. Yeah, I, I, I can see the step up, but at the same time, man, we're going to be losing a lot of games. And well, ECU just, would absolutely just, just think about it. sell their soul to the devil yeah. to make that money <laughs> and, Tony, and to go 0-12. The SEC is not going to happen, so yeah. don't get too yeah. geeked up about that. I, I know that. playing a fantasy right there. But you never know. And then, Hey, look, you never know. Everything's on the table. Yeah, I do think that the American getting aggressive – Oh and man, is is real? It yeah. could be a good possibility. That's awesome. That uh, that again. Last night was great. Today, uh, just feeling like we're finally. I, I don't. I don't know if we're fully in control, but I didn't see this happening. I thought the Big Twelve would just add a couple and go on about their business. Yeah, that does not appear to be the case right now. They look to me. They look weak. The the and house of cards are, is coming down. I wouldn't be so quick to jump to the Big Twelve right now. <laughs> no, anybody, you might be better off hanging tight seeing where the dust settles and i do find it interesting the big 12 commissioner in complete panic mode and the aec commissioner just chilling just the fact that the american is stronger than the big 12 and you can say that factually yeah is amazing i mean it's something i thought i'd never say when you take those two football schools out you can make the argument and that's probably something phil Steele could verify for you that the aac is a better football conference argue yeah in fact, I could go get his magazine right now and tell you if that's true or not uh, regarding his power pole. Right. Let me do it during the break. If you want to. All right. Uh, Shirley, we need to make somebody a winner right now on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. 317-1250 is the number. I believe we have a giveaway, uh, something new today, Shirley. Yes, uh, we have a $25 gift card to E&S Hemp Company up for grabs. E&S Hemp Company, $25 gift card can be yours if you are caller number 10. Caller 10, 317-1250. We'll be back. A lot more uh, to talk about, more Elama talk, NFL talk as well. Training camps are underway. We are one week from the first preseason game. This is the last Thursday of 2021 with no football. Wow. And this is the one of the last days in July, Clip. Next time I talk to you, it'll be August. That is a fact as well. Take a time out. Come back. Have more for you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. The Tarboro River Bandits are back. Come experience the best collegiate baseball around this summer. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit TarboroRiverBandits.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Um, Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. And congratulations to Sydney Pennell of Winterville. Picked up a $25 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Are you one who has been waiting before uh, trying CBD? Well, ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD. And they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Uh, excuse me, Greenville, I should say. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on PRL on a Thursday. Major NBA trade about to go down. LeBron is assembling his super team in uh, L.A., Tony Collins. The Lakers, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, are very near a deal to acquire Russell Westbrook for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, also a 2021 first-round pick. So Westbrook, LeBron, AD would be the how do you trio. Think, how do you think that Westbrook will work with those guys? Westbrook just never seems to work with anybody. <laughs> like, he is an amazing player. He's kind of he doesn't play well with others, or, you know, like they say about kids. So I don't know. Um, maybe maybe LeBron can calm him down. Somewhere. Maybe so, but that is a huge deal. Uh, a few hours ahead of the NBA draft, that's crazy. All right, um, Troy D, we're talking college football. Yeah, before we do, I just wanted. To oh do, yeah, go uh, ahead. just real quick. I, we have a lot of fun, uh, but I just wanted to um, mention we got a, a few folks in the Pirate Radio family that uh, are experiencing some tough times right now, and a lot of folks know Chris Stansberry. He used to actually be the host of our fifth quarter post-game call-in show many years ago. Longtime Pirate fans will remember Chris currently at East Carolina University in the Student Life Division. Uh, Chris is an absolute great guy, great Pirate. Uh, worked one time at Channel 9 as Brian Bailey's number two. Uh, I was really saddened to learn last night that uh, Chris had a, a very serious medical condition ended up having a tear in his aorta, which uh, I'm not a medical expert, but did not sound good. They uh, thought surgery could take possibly 12 hours. He was in surgery for five hours. And um, here at East Carolina, they said uh, right now, you know, he's trying, they're, they're still having, you know, under uh, anesthesia. So he is still uh, not back yet, but they expect him to be in the hospital for like 10 days possibly longer uh you can imagine the recovery for this thing is, is very tough so our prayers to chris stansbury his family have been in contact with terry his wife and uh just tough stuff there when i heard that last night and a lot of people know chris yeah, in the community at the university or as i said we'll remember him as part of our pirate radio family so wanted to uh let folks know we're thinking about him and we'll try and keep you updated also uh also close to home Shirley, i know his mom was uh in the hospital earlier today fell and hopefully she's doing a little bit better and uh hopefully out of the hospital unfortunately no she's still there she's not responding to the initial uh medication that they gave her so they're going to order a ct scan to make sure there's not a micro fracture anywhere that they're not seeing in the initial x-rays so 
Uh, she's still at the hospital, but uh, at least for now, not in as, in as much pain as she was earlier. All right, we're thinking about her, too. So uh, hopefully a recovery for your mom and also Chris Stansberry. So keep them in your thoughts and prayers, part of our Pirate Radio family here. But uh, I'm not trying to bring the show down clip, but I think it's important that uh, we let folks know about that. That is real life. All this other stuff is uh, just kind of fun nonsense yeah, yeah. that we like to uh, to bring to the program. So. Yeah, I, I saw the the Stansberry news. Uh, his wife had posted the uh, five hour surgery sounds like a long time, but when it was thought to be before that twelve to fourteen yeah. hours, yeah. the fact that they could do it in five was a very positive development. I think yeah. so. Uh, yeah, we're hoping for the best for Stans and uh, and his family there. All right, um, Troy, you want to move on to NFL? Yeah, sure. All right, well, let's get to the uh, the Brady audio. Brady <clears throat> is Tom Brady's interesting because he can go from a very relatable normal guy to like also like a hollywood untouchable elite he's all like all in yeah. the same like when yeah. he wears the uggs and has the almost plastic chiseled looking face like he doesn't look real yeah but at the same time he's like a supermodel you can get him in a in an interview where he's like a funny dude yeah like a good guy or almost when he's with gronk almost goofy yeah almost borders right. on geeky when he got off that party boat tony and he had uh his legs <laughs> were somebody was holding him he up. was drunk <laughs> like we can all relate to that yeah. right now and now and sometimes he turns into a, a don rickles chuckle hut type <laughs> guy and uh you put him a microphone in front of him he's got jokes this is Cody Collins. Uh, this is what, from when the Bucks were at the White House, Shirley. Shirley, hit the uh, the Tom Brady cut from when he was at the White House. This was last week now. Uh, this is very recent. Yeah, very recent <laughs> audio. Just happened last First week. First time we've played it on Pirate Radio. That is true. And here it goes. We got on a roll. Not a lot of people, uh, you know, think that we could have won. And, um, in fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. I understand You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> you understand that? Topical. <laughs> Wait, he keeps going, right? That's all I got. Oh, I, he had more jokes than that, too. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to play the whole thing. I, I, I didn't know he went on from there. He did. He, he had other jokes from there. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's play it next week. It'll only oh, be two weeks That's old. fine. We'll do it. I want to hear the other jokes. The other jokes were funny. Were funnier. Yeah, because he, he kind of made some, a, a joke about Biden, too, because he said, I, I forgot I forgot that it was fourth down. Yeah, oh, that was oh, what I want to hear. Yeah, he talked yeah. about. I didn't know that. Because one on. time in my whole football career, I was in Chicago, and I lost track of downs. One time, and that's all people want to talk about. And then he related it back to, to he, Biden. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> you know what that's stuff. like, uh, President Biden? What's it? That is pretty funny, actually. I, I never saw that part. I only saw the uh, the percent part right. that we played there. All right. all right, more Tom Brady jokes. It'll be a recurring segment. Yeah. We'll play one a week. It'll, it'll be uh, recently played audio. Recent Tom Brady jokes is the new Thursday can, segment. Can, he, can he do back-to-back? Hell yeah, he can, because you know why? They have every single starter back from that last defense, year. man. Which wow. is nuts. That defense is something terrible. In 2021, the ability for them to cook the books, they got to be doing something illegal. To have every single starter back under contract and everything's cool, uh, that's incredible. You never see that happen in the NFL these days. Yeah, especially nowadays. But I, you know, I think the guys are they they really believe they all come back. They can do this thing all over again. It'd be even better this time. And one thing Tom did in New England, and he's doing now, and he's got other players to do it is look out for the team rather than themselves. Yeah, they'll take that little pay cut, yep. pay the other guys, and and that's how you that's, how, that's how you win Super Bowls. Other NFL news that did hit this week, first time since I've been able to talk about it, being on the air clip. ECU's own Justin Hardy. Awesome. 
Sonny. The Bears, a, huh? The another, Bears. They, they recognized. They said this guy deserves a chance. He's been overlooked. And I feel that he will make the most of this opportunity. Signs with the Chicago Bears. And I think this is going to be great for Justin good, and great for the Bears. This is good playing time. A lot of playing uh, time absolutely. for Chicago. I think too, you're going to see him with uh, a lot of a lot of activity this year. I'm no, really, no, I, mess Justin up is the kid, the kid from Alabama. What's that kid's name when he went to Atlanta? Oh, uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he's pretty good. What you want as a wide receiver is to go to a franchise that hasn't had a good quarterback since 1985. <laughs> Great got, landing well, spot. Justin Fields. <laughs> they got a great one now. How about the Justins about teaming up? Justin to Justin. Can you see the connection? I saw. Um, How about Justin. Andy to Justin? <laughs> Let's just go that to Justin. That doesn't sound as good, does it? No. Justin to Justin connection sounds great. I saw Justin Hardy. Uh, I think it was either Facebook. I think it was Facebook where he put the hashtag uh, bear down. He had the symbol of the bear and the down thing that I do all the time. It almost made me get emotional. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, my God. I, 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 I use Bear Down all the time and I keep the, with the symbols. And I was like, man, he already knows it. This is awesome. Welcome to the family again, Justin. It's great Joy, to have you. Joy D fired up. I, was fi- I got to tell you, I've been fired up twice this week with, with stuff as far as sports. I've been fired up about Justin Hart. I was excited to get that news. Like, I've been excited in a while about the Bears since draft day. I was yeah. excited about draft day. When they signed Justin, I was fired up about it. I was excited last night seeing the AAC trying to put the hammer with ESPN on the Big 12. I was excited about that. It's good to be excited again, Clip. It's fun, right? I haven't been excited in the world of sports in a while. <laughs> yeah, exciting you know? time. I was excited to see uh, USA win gold in swimming. When did that happen? I don't know. Did it? I Last week, it was old news. Old news. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy, didn't the guy win the 100 meters? Who's Dressel? the guy? Dressel know. or what? I, uh, Dressel. I've, I've got Tom Brady audio. If, oh, you got it? The yeah. Chicago audio? Yes. Yeah, all right. Let's hear what, it. What, are you going to play it off your phone? Yeah. yeah my, per, my, per, my personal uh, sound Oh, right, right, awesome. right. This going to cost us extra. Go ahead. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing, and they started calling me Sleepy Tom. I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty no, good. Sleepy Tom, get it? Yeah. All right, Tom Brady jokes. By the way, Thursday. You Tom Brady's getting old enough to be a, to have the actual dad jokes. You know who uh, the Bears beat that game? Tom Brady. That's right, the Buccaneers. Yes. Thursday night football. Yep, that was a big. That's win. the picture where he's like this. That was yeah, and it was the, he was trying to go for a fifth down. Yeah. Um, Last time I checked, they don't allow five downs. But that was a big win for the Bears showing they could be Super Bowl champions by beating the Super Bowl champions like that. All right. That's when are y'all raising the banner? <laughs> <laughs> did they make you the, know me. I've raised banners for less. Did they make, did they make the playoffs last year? They yeah, did. Yeah, because they let an extra yes, team in. I put a banner up for that, too. They, they played did. on Nickelodeon. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, they had to let an extra team in, and the game was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, we got But slides. they made it. But they made they it. booted Rugrats for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and by the way, Mitchell was Trubisky on. was the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Right? It was. He, won the, he, he was. He won the yeah. MVP, the yeah. uh, fan vote there. So yeah. you got a lot going for you there. Yeah, Troy it was a rigged election, that one was. Man. <laughs> that really was. Was, yes. A rigged election. That was a setup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, what the Patriots doing? What do you think? I, I mean, we got our defense back, so I, I think we're going to win the division. I, I, I can't see us going any farther than that because, you know, you got Kansas, Kansas City. I mean, I don't think nobody's beating Kansas City again. Kansas City's going to go back to the uh, Super Bowl if, if they stay healthy. Tony, But we can win our division. Ever since I've known you, you have roasted the Bills on Facebook every season 
all that's coming back to haunt you now. No, it's not. That they, they did last year. It's oh, going to happen again this year. It's going to happen again this year. I guarantee. Oh my God! I guarantee that another we, one. The, the Bills will not win the division. It'll be it'll mm. be New England. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> All right. So for the record, we need to keep a running record. Of these last week was a guarantee. ECU will beat Appalachian State to start the season. I feel better about that Charlotte. one. This one. And now the Bills will not win the division. The Patriots will. All right. Kind of a double guarantee there. Like a Bills are not going to win. Patriots will. All right. Yeah, I don't know, Tony. It's two guarantees on the board early, early in the year. Oh, believe me, watch, watch, watch what I tell you now. I've, now watch, I did find, I, tell you. I did find something, Tony, for you. A, we're gonna shock a lot of people this year for your next busted guarantee. We're gonna shock a lot of people. Shock a lot it. of people. This is gonna shock you when you see this, Tony. Let's see what I can do here. Hold on. I'm voting no to this, by the way. You know so. I have a lot of photos. So he got, gonna... he's got. Does he have me naked? I mean, I, no, I do no, not have Charles, you naked. Charles, I do not have you naked. But no, I had he a... always, always want I, to get naked. Someone sent this to me. And they said, can you believe this is real? Put on the tutu. There's a new, <laughs> new invention called the brokini. The who? The brokini. The brokini. It's a bikini for men, uh, and it looks like this, and that is what you will wear on the show. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a busted guarantee, it is a brokini. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I got I to think of something else. So. Does he have to do that pose where his legs are all spread out? Facebook so, and YouTube would probably kick us would, off. How would you describe that clip? It's kind uh, of like brokini. You've got the one uh, Andre the Giant strap. Yeah, you got that strap that goes down. Uh, looks that like kind of connects to a Speedo. Almost, that's going right? to cover up your right nipple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. We go down and... Uh, Connects yeah. to a bottom. It is a legit like a tight, tight. bikini bottom. Yeah, bikini bottom. Yeah, with the strap that holds it up. Yeah. Haven't seen the back. I don't believe it's a thong. What if you saw someone at the beach wearing a bikini? Where'd you find that anywhere? I told you. Troy's I, Google history is <laughs> crazy. I have a lot of friends that uh, uncover things. I mean, uh, Tony, don't ask about where I get things from. Okay. You don't want it. You can't handle the truth. Uh, okay, I got you. If I saw somebody wearing that on the beach, I would mind my own business. And <laughs> yeah, let's keep on walking. Look at the sand. <laughs> oh, I'd take, a picture. I'd take a picture and send it to you guys. Look, there's a guy with a brokini. I told you it was a thing. You would take several pictures and yeah, show us. It's uh, going to be a strange day when we start saying, hey, nice brokini. I've got the same one at the house. <laughs> so that's your busted guarantee. <laughs> Oh, man. No, that's not going to happen. What? You that's kind of tame compared to what you, got, you normally you got, do. Well, I've never been in no brokini. No, but usually he's like one hey, buck naked. He, 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 he never goes men's clothes, Troy. Yeah. It's usually women, so the pro king yeah. would be. A... Sorry, I'll get a female bikini, make you feel better, Tony. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, did you bring in some dog treats for us? Oh yeah, yeah I did. I did. <laughs> we were going to taste really? them on the air, weren't we? Well, you got to, you got to, nah, you got to get them from Shirley now because she already bought them. Oh really? Yeah. Shirley, Shirley are they good? Have you tried them yet? Tony was going to eat one on the air. I think Shirley's going to. Tony said they're made with human normal stuff. You can't eat them. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. (laughs) Tony was going to try bite one on the air. (laughs) No, don't open her bag. You told me you tasted it. I, I eat them I all mean, the time. Tony <laughs> gave me a great <laughs> sales time. pitch, though. They're like hey, protein bars for Tony I, Collins. When I give my dog a treat, I take a treat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've been good today. You win, I win. 
he gave me he, he, he gave me a great sales pitch. However, do you to go outside and use the bathroom with the dog? When he goes, I go. The dog goes up to Tony and lifts the arm, and Tony shakes his hand. And Tony grabs the treat. Does the dog put the leash on you and take you outside? We both, we both get a treat every That's time he gets a treat. Yeah. I get a treat. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, you're both dogs. Yeah, pretty much. Tony C. That's awesome. All right, let's get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll have more for you on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Troy D. Touchdown, Tony Collins. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. The Tarboro River Bandits are back. Come experience the best collegiate baseball around this summer. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit TarboroRiverBandits.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market. It was a good day for the Dow's up 153 points at 35,084. NASDAQ was up 30 at uh, 15,048, and the S&P was ahead 18 points at 4,419. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip Rock. All right, uh, Troy D., 26 minutes ago, the SEC, the official site of the Southeastern Conference, uh, tweeted out a story. Uh, The SEC presidents and chancellors voted unanimously to extend a membership to the uh, Oklahoma Sooners and Texas Longhorns to join the SEC effective July 1, 2025. That escalated quickly. Yeah. I mean, we were talking a week ago wondering how real the stuff was or two when the first story when the story first came out because we're like wow this kind of you know not a lot of people were reporting it at first and then boom it just blew up and here we are uh and again that number that that 2025 is so far down the road is it really going to take that long or will they find the change uh the chump change to yeah get out i I think you know you say that far but it really you know this year will go by fast and we're in 2022 and then it's just a you know a few seasons away in the world four seasons yeah but in the big picture that's five seasons that doesn't goes by fast you know now i agree with you they may try and come to some settlement where they don't have to wait that long but if they do finish it out then they can exit without any penalty yeah i mean i don't know a lot can happen in in five years like that like a scotty montgomery tenure and a mike houston two years it's a long time troy yeah it's a long time yeah but that you know they gotta let these contracts expire yeah and uh and boy what is it all gonna but, but let's just say they do stay you know that the rest of the big 12 is like oh, jerks well here's my question you know? so they like outlawed the hook em horns down if you do that to texas you get a penalty now mm-hmm. really well, hell, hell now the conference is going to be doing that to them exactly <laughs> yeah, are they going back on that ruling because texas is leaving why are we being that was actually up? a ruling for yes real? yeah wow and true. Troy talked about this too remember when uh east carolina left the colonial for conference usa yeah they were not allowed to participate in the basketball tournament correct yeah i think that you're bringing back some memories i think they were like shut out should hey big 12 should do this i would think that would cost them some money if they keep it would but at what point do you themselves do you want to shoot yourself in the foot 
I don't know. You know. I, is what's more important, money or pride? I guess is the question. Well, <laughs> with these conferences, money. Money is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Texas, Oklahoma, come on and yeah. play. <laughs> hey, we can get an extra fifty million. Come on. I think it'd be oh, awesome. Wow. It would never happen if they say, "All right, you're not allowed to participate in our championship, or our basketball tournament, or baseball tournament." Yeah, I don't see that. But you know, I. Hey, Bob Bowlesby, grow a pair and do it. <laughs> I do love that Mike Oresco feels it's like owning Bowlesby right now. Right now. Right now. Nothing could change tomorrow. Yeah. But right now, yeah. it's kind of nice to see. Tony, uh, what you got going on this weekend? Getting ready to go uh, see my grandkids. All right. Yeah, next week. So. You around You around next week? Cammy? I'll be gone. No. You'll be gone. Well, I, I, we'll see Cammy on the way. We'll stop, right. we'll could stop, be another viral video. Stop in Charlotte, then we stop in uh, New Orleans, and then we head to Texas. All right. Good deal. Yep. So when will we see you again? No, next week, uh, right? About two weeks. All right. Start Man, we'll be in preseason football by then. That would yep. be the great time How about for me this? to come. Text me when you get back in town. Absolutely. So I remember, we'll get you booked back on the show. Absolutely. Two Thursdays, Tony. Two weeks from tonight, Washington football team versus New England Patriots. Preseason football. Preseason? Two weeks. I know, but it's football. Yeah. When's Hard Knocks start? Uh, Later than I thought, Troy D. I want to say that we are still two weeks away from that. Even though the Hall of Fame game is next week, I want to say maybe Wednesday the 11th. I'm kind of looking forward to that, actually. Still got a little ways to wait for that. It's on HBO again? Yes, sir. All right. All right. uh, Hey, Outer Banks tomorrow. Does it start tomorrow? Yes. Outer Banks? I just remembered. What's What's Outer Banks? It's one of the greatest, all, most awful shows on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> awful shows. It's, it's terrible. On Netflix. <laughs> but it's, all right. I'm in. It's terrible, and I couldn't stop watching. And Troy was in the same boat. Yeah, it's terrible, but you couldn't stop watching. Yeah, Seriously. I was hooked. I got hooked in. Yeah, I, I'm not because proud. Of, because of the Outer Banks thing. No, well, I started watching no, because of that. Yeah, but then I got hooked in for the story. This drama. It's like you know, it's mystery, and the, it's all at the beach. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I don't know, I. It's the same thing's going to happen again, Clip. <laughs> what? It's going to be It's going to get me hooked. We're hooked. I know. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking pokes next week. We're talk, uh, we'll talk at least. Uh, don't binge at all. I'm going to try not to binge at all. All right. I'm not. I, I won't. Yeah. I might I'll, I might just try and watch one episode then. All right. I don't think I can only do one. I'm going to probably watch it all this weekend. <laughs> is, is, it, is it that good? No. But yes. But, but, but once you watch I, one, I, I, it I sucks you I understand. <laughs> no, but yes. Have you ever had a show that's like, this isn't that good, but man, they hooked me for the next episode. I got to no. see what happens. <laughs> that, that is yeah. this show for whatever reason, Tony. Yeah. I don't know. Go watch this. You have Netflix? Yeah. Go watch season one. Outer Banks tonight. Okay. No, go watch it and report <laughs> if, back to me. If the episode, the first episode ain't, ain't hitting, okay. it, ain't hitting no none. Then Give watch the first episode. I'll watch the first episode. Right. We'll report see. back to me. Yeah, I'll, Shoot I'll, me a text I'll, and let I'll, me know what I'll you think. I'll report back. All right. Shirley Chandler, we'll see you Friday at 3. We'll talk to Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU Offensive Coordinator, coming up Friday on Pirate Radio Live. Troy D., Tony Collins. Deserve. I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.